Holman, on this episode of the Truck Show Podcast, Quinn Pulse returns from 74 Weld. He will be in studio with us to talk about... How to drive over paint buckets. <laughs> well, yes. He makes portal axles. The best portal axles, I think we would agree, on the planet, maybe? Is that not fair to the say? The best portal axles money can buy. I like that, yes. We've got your email, we have truck news, and this... Did you see this video, Holman? I did, many times. It's pretty incredible. It's a tornado. Yeah, that would be uh, 16-year-old Riley Leone in his 2004 Chevy Silverado that got picked up by a tornado on video. You wouldn't believe it if you heard the story. And it was spun around like a top in the tornado along the driver's side. And then placed back on its tires, and he drove out of it. He just drove just right down drove the highway. drove right away. And this video was captured by a guy in the opposite direction. Watching the whole thing. And it's insane. And, and the guy just drives away. Do we know anything more about Riley? Uh, well, apparently this happened somewhere near uh, Elgin, Texas. And, uh, yeah, he uh, amazingly kept his composure and was able to drive away with only minimal injuries. I guess if you see the picture of the, uh, the aftermath of the truck, side windows are gone, the mirror's gone. And, you know, it uh, looks like it's got road rash uh, kind of up and down the doors, the A pillar, the B pillar. The bed's a little twisted. But honestly, it looks pretty good for what happened. You you look at that and you're like, how does anybody live through it? Well, yeah. I mean, you get all these storm chasers. I don't know if you remember, like, on uh, well, I was probably Discovery, Discovery Channel, right? Yeah. yeah. And they had these special vehicles that had, like, spurs that would shoot down and do They the, had uh, armor plating. Yeah. And this... This kid basically drove through it. So I guess he only had some uh, cuts and bruises and stuff. Um, but this is the thing where it gets weird. Do you know where he was coming from? No. A Whataburger interview. No. Yeah, I swear to God. Wait, wait. Was he, he, yeah. he wanted a job so at I Whataburger? Think, I think God was punishing him. Of course he was. Because it wasn't an in-and-out <laughs> interview. I mean, that's what I, would, that's what I took away from so it. So what you're saying is if he uh, would have interviewed at an in-and-out, he would have been totally unscathed. It, yeah, absolutely. There yeah. wouldn't be any damage to his truck. So apparently uh, Chevy stepped in and the uh, local dealer out there, Bruce Lowry Chevrolet, replaced his truck. With a 2022 Silverado 1500 LT All-Star Edition. What? Yes. Here's your new truck. Sorry you went through that. And then uh, Chevy said it uh, was also going to donate $50,000 to the American Red Cross for disaster relief to help uh, others affected by the uh, recent storms. But That is super cool of them. Anyway, crazy story. Sounds like the, uh, the Riley is okay. He got a new truck out of the deal, and I'm hoping he gets a, a new job at Whataburger and he can uh, be one of the people that changes the company for good and makes good food there. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You don't, th- you don't no, think he's no, going to go, no, go there? And ma- he, the pictures of the hamburgers are, tw- are they're like eight inches tall. When you get them, they're like three inches tall. He's used to abuse, my friend. He's used to being punished, and he's going to be punished by their food. Because they don't have it in and out in his town, he was forced and mm-hmm. had to resort to uh, Whataburger for <laughs> You and I are going to start World War Three. <laughs> you know, when it comes to burgers. I know. We, it, are. we are going to get hammered the next time we're in, in uh, Texas. Uh, I was just in Texas this week. Well, did anyone know? Did they come find you? No, I, mean, I was in, I was in and, Austin uh, for three days. It was great. Okay. Yeah. Enough about uh, me uh, disparaging uh, the burger of Texas, because I love Texas. I just We're going to have to do it again when we go there. You know that, right? Uh, yeah. We're going to have to do Whataburger. Well, we'll do a Whataburger Redemption, and I guarantee you nothing good is coming of it. Now, what is this? You've got a uh, United States Postal Service box here. It's about a uh, foot square, six inches tall. 
and it comes from a who? Foot square, six inches tall. Well, it's it's uh, f- well, it's it's yeah, twelve by twelve by six. I think is what it's you'd a say. box, right? Yeah, box. It's a box. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is a. Uh, uh, in case you're curious, twelve point two five by twelve by six. Uh, this is from Rich and Eli Holdaway, and if you remember, uh, Rich is our friend up in Hollister, and uh, he's been listening since pretty much I think day one. His boy uh, Eli won the California car cover. And uh, they sent us a care package. And I have not opened this. It's been in my office um, for the last uh, couple weeks here. And I came in and I went, ooh, we should do this on the show. So I have no idea. a giant Bowie knife you're using to open a small box. No, that's just my normal everyday Benchmade Mini Crooked River. Great knife, by the way. It's one of my favorites. This reminds me of uh, like a buck knife as a kid. Except they don't have any cool knives like this Benchmade right here. That is a little overkill for that box is all I'm saying. I'm just cutting tape here. Okay. So I don't know what's in it. All right. Here we go. So is this a this a gift to the Truck Show Podcast staff or to Sean Holman? No, this is to us. Okay. Oh, I see a T-shirt. Oh, look in at there. that. This is a Holdaway Construction Inc. T-shirt, uh, XL. Okay, that, right, would, be that would be yep. you. Yeah. Right. Yep. Got a second one here, XL. That would also be me. Ooh, nice. Oh, long sleeve. Did you see that? Oh, oh, look at that. Oh, look oh, look at that. Look at the back here, Holdaway Construction Inc. General Contractor, California License Number. Driven by passion, built with joy. Uh, okay, check it American out. We got a couple, couple patches here. Okay. Oh. All right, going to give you your patch. I like that. All right. All right. Got a uh, bag of Jelly Bellies. Oh, sweet. I'm, I'm going to pick out all the ones I like first. That's and not then, fair. Uh, I like buttered popcorn. Do you like buttered popcorn? No. Oh, good. Do you like black jelly meads? Uh, no. Damn it. I was hoping that you would. Uh, we've got a poppable uh, white cheddar Lay's, a bag of Reese's uh, miniature... Oh, Pass those out right now. Nope. I need that chocolate. Nope. You gotta wait. No, you gotta oh, wait. how you dare have, you? You have to do a good show. All right, we've got a note in here. Uh, it's the Truck Show Podcast handwritten logo. It says presented by Eli instead of Nissan. Okay. All right. It says uh, Sean and Jay, thank you so much for the car cover for my 1975 Ford Ranchero 500. It means a lot to me what you guys did, and I greatly appreciate it. To say thank you, here are a couple of things that you might like. You guys are awesome, and so is the podcast. Have a great day. That's Eli Holdaway, and then. Hold on, I got another note here. These this, are handwritten on... Uh, yeah, handwritten. Okay. Uh, this one's from Rich. It says, Lightning and Holman, thank you both so much for being totally rad. This car cover means a lot to Eli, and we are both so grateful. Enjoy the treats, the Holdaway construction swag, and the... Oh. And the... So, something else. There's another envelope, and this is referring to that envelope, which I haven't opened yet. Okay. Well, hold on. I'm not going to give it away. Uh, be well. Look forward to hanging out with you guys both someday soon, and keep being awesome. And he says, uh, "Rich, and five stars. Five star review. Five stars. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And uh, mounted parameters. Mounted monitor key engine parameters. And then there's an envelope here, which says, "This is only in capital with underscore mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper Cash." Use wisely. Wait, what? Apparently, there's. I'm, I'm opening it okay. up here. Twenty bucks. Send us twenty dollars, dude. Huh? All right. Well, well that is cool, and and that will uh, that, will gleefully yeah. put that towards uh, DP. So, uh, yeah, Rich, Eli, thanks, guys. Totally unnecessary. We appreciate you. We appreciate all of our listeners. Glad you could uh, win that car cover and. Uh, for the rest of you who want to come do something cool with us, uh, go to OlafEvents.com because April 22nd, 23rd, and 24th will be out at Historic Goffs, California. 
where Truck Show Podcast listeners will be able to camp with us in our own little private camping area at the uh, Olaf Events Mojave Road Adventure Fest. Damn, 10 points for uh, getting that right. At the MDHCA. <laughs> That's a lot of acronyms. Well, the Mojave Desert Heritage and Cultural Association in uh, Goffs, California. Now, for uh, they should so O L A F Overlanding Adventure, Adventure Families. families. Yes. Go go to OlafEvents.com and you can uh, get all the details on it. Um, but basically, uh, it's going to be Friday, Saturday, and then you'll be able to head home on Sunday. We'll uh, be camping two nights there. The discount code Lightning Sucks will get you in for uh, one forty nine per person. Kids under twelve are free. Uh, the weekend includes blacksmith and stamp mill demos, how-tos on recovery and tire repair, a vendor row, workshops on backcountry travel. and How, how to, to poorly host a podcast. How to poorly host a podcast. <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, there'll be guided tours that include parts of the Mojave Road and East Mojave Heritage Trail. If you've never done those trails, you'll be able to drive them with a guide from the MDHCA. And Where's the uh, clinic where you make fun of a guy for not owning a truck but hosting a truck show uh, podcast? That would be actually in our campsite. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, good, good. Uh, and spots are limited, so you want to sign up today to be a part of uh, a future TSP episode because we're going to record a show while we're there. And uh, you can uh, have a cigar and some brown water around the campfire with your favorite podcast host or with Lightning and Holman. <laughs> either, either way. Are there other podcast hosts I'm there? Gu- I'm guessing we're I, not the only one. I hope Rory, uh, who's heading up this event, uh, it did, did not uh, have other podcasts there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, they might. I, I don't really want to have a, a podcast war like they did in Anchorman. <laughs> in the park. I love uh-huh. that. That's such a great reference. So anyway, head over to OlafEvents.com and sign up today because uh, we'd love to uh, go camping with you. And uh, hang out. We need to stop here. What is the importance of Goffs, California? Well, Goffs is actually on the old original trace of Route 66. So Route 66 actually got moved a couple times. And uh, it was also part of the Desert Training Center uh, during World War II when, uh, if you know about the California uh, Mojave Desert plus parts of Nevada and Arizona, it was so close to Africa that they did all their training out there. And so there's a bunch of camps. We're nowhere near Africa. Oh, you're saying it's similar in, right. in it's terrain. Similar in terrain I so see. that they could they could train. <laughs> so anyway, there's a, a bunch of history out there, a lot of artifacts. There's one of the Mojave Road uh, mailboxes out there, so you get to sign in. There's a museum, a bookstore. There is, uh, you know, again, blacksmith and stamp mills. And uh, first-class miners are coming out, so your kids will be able to pan for gold or, or lightning even. <laughs> I am a child, yes. I'm a uh, child. Let's put it this way. You guys are going to, from the moment you arrive, you will stay busy the entire time. If Whether, you want to. If you want to. Or you can just sit in a lawn chair and stare at the uh, the sky. Yeah, I mean, th- it's up there, to you. Listen, there's going to be a, a pretty cool um, you know, community campfire with everybody on Saturday night. There's, there's a cook-off, be a, isn't there? Uh, there's a cook-off. There's going to be food where everybody uh, eats together on Saturday. And there's a bunch of vendors. Uh, Soundbox, Kenda, Lightner Designs, AFN, ShiftPod, Trigger, uh, Mygo, Peak Suspension, Forge 4x4, Icon, American Adventure Lab, our, our buddy uh, Britt over there. Yep. He's going to be out. Off-road, off DeMello off-road. Aren't so. we bringing T-shirts? I was supposed to, I think in the last episode I said I was going to do something for listeners. I don't remember what. I said something about like. I remember you saying that, but yeah. I didn't believe you, so I I, I mean, the, the box of shirts is behind you, so I'm going to cart that box out of here and bring right. it out. And Sounds then, good. So if you guys show up and you're in part of our crew. You get to wear uh, one of our shirts. Yes. Not, not, you don't want our shirts, a new one in a box. A new one in a box. box. That's dusty from being in a box. (laughs) All right. So uh, before we get on the show, we got to thank Nissan, our presenting sponsor. So if you're looking for a brand new half ton or half ton plus truck, it's the Nissan Titan and Titan XD that have the industry's best warranty. Five year, 100,000 miles. You get a great 5.6 liter endurance V8. You like the one that's on the, uh, uh, the flyer you did? The flyer that I just built. On our Facebook page. That's Where you can go sign up for uh, our Olaf events. You mean Uh, the uh, the beautiful Baja Storm, uh, like sand-colored Titan. That's the one. The one that you defiled while uh, sitting in it. 
I don't think I defile vehicles. Okay. No, I caress and I love them. Okay, well, you definitely caressed that one to the <laughs> limit. Uh, you can also check out the midsize Nissan Frontier, which are uh, hard to find right now because they're selling like uh, like crazy because everybody realizes what a great little midsize truck it is. Quality, durability, dependability, all the things you want in a truck, does everything you need. Head over to NissanUSA.com or head down to your local dealer where you can test drive one today. Or if you tow or haul or use your truck like a truck should be used, that means you're pulling weight and your rear differential is probably getting a little toasty. And you can cool that off with a Banks Ram Air Rear Differential Cover. The new Banks Ram Air Rear Differential Covers are patented. Why, Holman? Because they have Ram Air scoops on the bottom that take the cool road air and direct it up through the long, thin fins. What that means is cooler lube temps, which equal longer-lasting gears. And the covers have been designed to mimic the exact same uh, fluid flow internally, so there's not turbulence and aeration. All Ram uh, air covers come with the angled fill port with a magnetic plug, sight glass for easy viewing, uh, magnet drain plug placed at the right position so you can drain every drop, and a 1 8 inch NPT port for temp sensor, O-ring seal, and last but not least, an O-ring seal so you don't have to use that messy silicone to put your diff cover on your truck. To get one for your truck, head over to bankspower.com where you can put in your year, make, model, and see what application they have for you. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. What the truck Cause truck rides with The truck show We have the lifted We have the lowered And everything in between We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel And the ones that run on gasoline The truck show The truck show The truck show oh, oh. It's the truck show With your hosts Lightning and Holman Oh, 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 no. These guys are bad. Uh, okay, well, we uh, there's a guy sitting next to me. This is uncomfortable. I'm not familiar with uh, someone being here with us, Holman. Yeah, this is strange. It's been a long time since we had anybody in this uh, in the studio. Oh, by the way, I uh, had a listener uh, in Germany reach out and say my German accent was actually Austrian and never do that again. <laughs> the, yes. <laughs> so. It was no, it was entertaining. It was, it was bad, but entertaining. It was horrible. Yeah. We, that, was, that was the point of it. Holman, here's what's strange. If I take this microphone uh, slider, this pot right here yes. that says number two, and I slide it up, mm-hmm. and then I, I I poke this this guy right here with the bandage on. Why are you poking and, his bad arm? And then and then and then I'm I'm trying to elicit a sound out of his mouth. Uh, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> oh damn! Hey, we have somebody in the studio. Yes, we do. Wow, it's been a long time. Do we look uglier, hairier? More decrepit than the last time you saw us? Please don't answer it honestly. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we've been in this closet for uh, like two years now. Well, you have been in the closet for two years. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, we, thank you. Uh, yeah. We just had our day back at the office. It was two years and two days to the day we all left uh, yesterday. Huh. And so I asked our uh, facilities people, I'm like, hey, since uh, we're ha- coming back to the office, can we have guests? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, we're doing our podcast, and it's way more better. Way more better? Yeah, way more better. Yeah, way more better mm-hmm. when we have somebody in studio with us. And he's like, sure, you can have somebody now. And I'm like, yes, in studio guests again. Went exactly like that in my head. Did it really? Yeah, I'm glad you played it back out for me because I wasn't sure if I was the only Perfect. one that excited about this. So, Quinn, a couple things. Can we call you Gimpy? Sure. And then, um, where did you drive from in again? You, wait, you wait, came in from- Wait, hold on. Quinn Poltz from 74 Wells. So, Quinn, you came up from just north of the uh, uh, the border, right? So, you're down there uh, east of San Diego somewhere? Yeah, shops in El Cajon. Okay. 
74 Weld we've talked about before. We've had you, of all of our episodes where we got technical, you were one of the most beloved by our listeners. Rad. I mean, Holman, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think there's probably five, four or five of them that rank up there. Uh, Bill Stein, 74 Weld. And then it's funny because people always ask us, you know, dude, we love it when you guys get like really nerdy and really technical. And then we question it sometimes. We're like, will people understand in the audio format explaining portal axles? We're like, I don't know. Give it a try. And then everybody's like, that was the greatest interview ever. I totally get it now. Yeah, because it wasn't you or I. No. It was, it our was Quinn. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So Bringing it to life. Uh, last time you were on, we talked about portal axles. And I, I kind of want to dive into portal axles uh, for racing because that's becoming way, way bigger than it was when we talked. Yep. And you have a production portal axle that is bolt-on for a very popular 4x4 that allows that particular 4x4 to drive over Home Depot buckets. That sounds so rad. We but do. before we can talk about that, we need to play his intro. So I think we decided that we're going innovator, right? That means you're either going to choose. You get to choose. You get to choose blues or rock. 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 Well, it's not rock. It's heavy metal. It's well, like it death is, metal. It is. It's I'll metal. i take that, too. Yeah. All right. You're going to take that chance? All right, here yeah. we go. I don't like that. You changed the end of that. You liked that. Uh, you wanted to go full, full throttle all the way. Why out? would you change one part uh, on a beloved? I didn't do that intro. I, I loaded the wrong one in this machine. Yeah, could you? So you have to do it Put now. It in post? No, no, you have to do it now. Play it again, and then you do it right. The way oh, it should be. You want me to do it? Yes. Oh, live. Yes. Oh, okay. listen, that's your penance. For- Innovator, moderator, truck show. Innovator, moderator, truck show. Innovator, moderator, truck show. Innovator, moderator, truck show. Truck show. Truck show. That hurt my throat. Okay, it was all right. Omar was better. It was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he was better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you came in from uh, El Cajon. You, you trekked up here. First, got to get the business out of the way. You shattered your arm. How? That you're in a, some kind of like crazy looking cast, which is it hard under there? Or, is that, uh, or, is or that do you have the half cast? No, so it's a splint. Okay. And I didn't actually break the arm. Oh, you're mm. so I, lucky. Well, uh, uh, I broke or I cracked the elbow. But the gash in my arm was so bad that they had to do surgery. Oh. And the. Oh, so you had meat hanging out? Oh, dude. Well, oh. hold on. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh here oh, we no. go. I don't know if I want to see this. So the, the orthopedic surgeon pulled. Did you crack a, your radial head? What did you just know. say? Radio did you head? Crack, no, not the band. No. Radial head. That's on when just, I. Just the elbow itself. When I, I crashed I in Moab on my mountain bike, probably seven or eight years ago, I went down like this. It was this, on a mountain bike. And I. Shattered. Oh, dude, that is. I see tendons. Yeah. Uh huh. Narnar. Oh, yeah. That's out of. Uh, that's out of a horror movie. So that's, that was. That's a. So split. I didn't. That I didn't have week. any like uh, damage to my muscle like yeah. he does there. That looks like the inside of a pomegranate. But that I, was yesterday. Oh, I had gosh, to walk. Uh, we're looking at a scar. Oh, that's that's not, all. That, that's the, good. The scar's yeah. all sewn up. Well, yeah. Hmm. Chick stick scars. Yeah. When I when I did my elbow, I had to walk out my mountain bike two miles. Yeah, with, same here. Yeah, so Shane uh-huh. Kassad from Bill Stein helped me, and then Hazel, Christian Hazel, drove me to the hospital mm-hmm. in Moab, and I had my Camelback on, so yep. I used my Camelback to sling up my arm to immobilize mm. it, and had to make it back. But it's uh, I'll tell you, I'm totally healed. I have. How long I, did it take? It takes a year. Ugh. I didn't have any surgery on I'm it. I'm supposed when, to go to Jackson Hole in two weeks. So <laughs> funny story. 
Uh, three years ago, I broke my shoulder crashing in Jackson Hole. <sighs> And I couldn't even lift You're my arm. You're jinxing the poor man. <laughs> no, I'm telling him. Don't jinx I'm the guy. He's going to yeah. break his other arm. No. So I How's ru- he going to make portal access? I've been running now because I, I shouldn't. I get on my bike and I'm like, yeah, got my clip-ins. I'm going to bunny hop a curb. And then you land and you're like, listen, I just had my 44th birthday. No, Nobody's, I'm not impressing anybody anymore. Yeah. I, belated like, belated no happy birthday, by the way. Appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. Happy birthday. I realize it takes way long to heal. My my shoulder massacre from uh, from Jackson Hole was gnarly. Um, that one, the doctor's like, "There's really nothing we can do, just immobilize it and and heal." And uh, and it took me forever to even lift my arm above my head, which I can do. But with my elbow, I can do push-ups. If I did them right now, it would make popping. So noises. did you? Did you like? Shear? Did you break the elbow? Did you yeah. have to have pins? So or? no. So I didn't have to have surgery because okay. the, my radial head shattered. It looked like the Xbox logo. You know the Xbox logo has the X. Yeah. So the radial head, which is the ball of the elbow, mm. I went down like that, shoved all that stress right into the joint and so you shattered shoved, it. your arm straight out in front of you. Yes. And basically the head fractured in an X, and mm. only a few bone chips got out. And so the surgeon's like. They're not so far out that they probably won't be reabsorbed, and you're not going to have to have surgery. So huh. I think we would do more damage going in there. And I'll tell you right now, super stoked that happened because I have my elbow and I don't have any gnarly scars. So, hmm. but it sucked, dude. It it was like, well, well, how did you, uh, Quinn? How did you? How did it split open like that? It's like, yeah, like it's I said, it does look like a. Did you fall into like just, a uh, auger? Open. Uh, it was a downhill section, full speed. And I was, I had too much weight on the front end. The, the front end washed just straight to the side. And I went like huh. straight down to the dirt. A, a buddy of mine who was behind like. me said I bounced three times. Ugh. Oh, so you were knocked unconscious. No, 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 no. I was fine. Oh. I mean, I was conscious enough to like. He said, "My buddy said I bounced." Yeah, because when you're in the middle of it, you're not counting rolls. No. Well, like, hold so on, here we go. What? I was. I mean, I was fully. <laughs> con- I didn't even hit my head. I dragged myself off uh, off the trail because I knew he was coming right behind me. I didn't want to get run. So, over what was afterwards. the moment when you? Okay, so you crashed. Yeah. And we all have done that, and we've taken inventory of our fingers and toes, right? You're like, all right, I hurt. Let me take a breath. Okay, I think I can feel things. So, in my case, on my elbow, I went, "Ow, my arm hurts," and uh, I went to straighten it out. It goes. I went, whoa, oh, yeah. and I knew yeah. it was bad. What? No, I stuck my finger in my arm and felt yes. the bone, and that's when I knew yes. it was oh. not good. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. Oh. I mean, it, I'm, yeah. I'm cringing. Yeah. I'm cringing, oh, but yeah. at the same time, I have such respect for you because you're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to touch my bone again. I'm going uh-huh. in. Yeah. Uh, did going did in. you say, that was awful. Oh. I mean, that was they, that was awful. Yeah. No, I think he screamed. Oh, did he? <laughs> no, the long no. <laughs> <laughs> No! Well, that's better. Yeah. I don't think there was music. No, there's no music there. No. Oh, interesting. Huh. I think the scream's good. Length is yeah. good. No! 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 He wasn't in a car crash. No! No! Zero! 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 No. Were you calling somebody? Saying how far away from the hospital were you? Uh, it was a couple mile hike back out oh, and, yeah, and then the hospital was down the road. So not right. far. And my next door neighbor was the ER nurse there. So <laughs> you're like, Hey, yeah. I text her. I said, Hey, I'm coming to see you. <laughs> She's like, Oh, okay. What'd yeah. you do now? Yeah. That sucks. I mm-hmm. feel for you. Cause I have been there and it's, uh, it takes a while. The, you'll get like, I think if they say six to eight weeks is kind of when you can start using it again and it feels okay. 
it's just it takes a long time for the range of motion. And then mm-hmm. I had to have like a lot of physical therapy to because to, what happens is when you're slinged up, everything like kind of um, yeah. atrophies. Yep. So the hard thing is getting your tendons stretched out, and that was like pretty hard. Like yeah. I was surprised. Like PT will kick your butt because you're like, but two weeks ago I was totally doing this, and right. today I'm not. So. Yeah, I mean, luckily, no tendon, no ligaments, no nerve damage. Lucky. Uh, I did sever a lot of, like, a good chunk of muscle. Yeah. But that should grow back. Uh, you hope. You hope. You yeah. hope you don't have to have leeches on there tomorrow because uh, leeches. your arm turns black. Well, no, they unwrapped <laughs> it's it. It's not hanging out in the Congo. No, no, no. That's what they do. Like, if you don't get blood supply after they, you rip a muscle and you stitch it, it'll turn black and you don't want it to go to, uh, to get a necrosis. So what they do is they'll put medical-grade leeches on the black part. And it sucks that kind of clotting blood out. And As opposed to not medical grade No, it's a thing. They have medical grade what? leeches. No, they do not. Yes, You're they making do. that up. Google it. And so what happens is it restores blood flow in there and gets the clots out of there and it helps circulation. Hmm. So that wasn't even a joke. That's real. Yeah. Dude, Google medical grade leeches. All right. Here we go. Oh, you yep. can buy them. Yep, there they are. You can Amazon. buy them. $18.49. <laughs> 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 medical grade leeches. Oh, oh, that's rad. Oh, my God. It's so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> See, it can always be worse. Oh, All right. Well, worse. let's talk about the real oh. reason you're here. And I uh, can't get this out of my head. Yeah, no. I wanted to make sure you had a visual on that. Oh, Jesus. Be, I ho- will you airdrop that photo to Lightning every just randomly over the next week <laughs> so that he'll Thank open it God, at he doesn't have me in his phone as a contact. Oh, we can change that. This is going to be awesome. Or just send it to me and yeah. I'll just randomly text it to Perfect. him. Like, uh, midnight, I'll be like, hey, Lightning, now I need something from you. He'll be like, okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. be awesome. All right, so uh, King of the Hammers was a pretty big deal for 74 Weld because you basically debuted your uh, Jeep portal axles. We did. Um, yeah, we were in development for quite a while on that. It kind of got pushed as a back burner, back to the front, um, got some additional engineering support that we hired last year and hit it pretty hard. And we're, uh, we literally, the test for that was we drove we put portals on and we the first thing we did was we drove out to king of the hammers on those that was it you're like <laughs> that was the ready test. to go no so, testing well i mean that was a test okay that's your Touché. now now that was just for display right yeah but, but those but were you, working it, units yeah. and that was like the maiden voyage on them so people are thinking okay if you're not familiar what's a portal axle so if you go let's say you you will use jeep just because that's the application it'll work on a yep. gladiator to work on a uh, on a wrangler when you think of portal axles, you might think of like a Unimog, you might think of a Humvee, and now you can think of uh, Jeeps. But what essentially what it is, is it's a gearbox that sits on the end of your axle where the output shaft of your axle, instead of being straight across your wheel hub, is dropped down several inches so that your wheel hub is below the center line of the axle. And there's gearing that's involved there. And what that does is it allows you to have increased ground clearance. So if you're doing it from the standpoint of, I just bought a Jeep. I need, a, let's say, a two and a half or three inch lift. And then I need to re gear my axles for it. Yep. And then I need to make sure I've got the right shocks to control all that stuff and the spring raid and all the stuff. The lift kit and all that. All of it. Uh, drive shaft. What you're yep. essentially doing is lowering the center line of the hub, getting that ground clearance. But you could put them on a stock vehicle with pretty much no changes and 
run it with a larger tire, a 37, a 40, I would imagine. Yeah. So I just bought a, just took delivery of a 392 Wrangler. Saw that. Nice. Oh, so uh, sexy. Yes. That's the uh, four-wheeler SUV of the year, by the way. Well, and the reason I bought that was because of you and John Kappa. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, I called both of them and, <laughs> and was like, hey, what do you think of that? And both of them were like, dude, it's the most fun you'll ever have in a Jeep. And, and it's much. the most fun you'll ever have in a Jeep. It's absolutely So incredible. after they re- gave you the recommendation, did you go and borrow one or get a customer's no. and try it? No. Uh-uh. So you, I, you, you just never it. I ordered Damn. it right away. Damn, look at you. And then so uh, it was built like a week later, and then it took three months to ship yep. from Detroit yep. to here. Ugh. Painful. So painful. Yep. But I got it. And the the 392 is interesting because it's a Rubicon, which is technically one inch taller than a Sport, which is, but the 392 has an additional one inch lift. So my 392 came with, correct me if I'm wrong here, essentially a two inch lift. Yeah, I think it's two or two and a half, plus you have the high fenders of the Rubicon. Correct. So you can fit a bigger tire anyway. So I am... Although you have one inch less up travel because the Hemi is so right. tall yep. that it has the same jounce as the Eco Diesel. Uh, so those two basically up travels in the same spot. And if you look at a 392, they have that really wide hood that has the the air induction in it. Yeah. The hood is is tall and wide because the Hemi is so tall. Yeah. So you kind of have to manage. When Jeep did the conversion, they had to make sure that it fit under the hood, which is why it has a special hood, but also had to limit the up travel so the axle assembly didn't get into the oil pan. Which I'm fine with because, I mean, the reality is any lift kit out there also does the same yeah, thing. Right. Um, they're not really giving you more up travel. So with the 392 that I have, I'm, I, I'm swapping. I put Curry housings under it, and I'm bolting portals that would bolt to a stock Jeep housing as well. Um, bolting those on, and I have a fresh set of true 40s that I'll be running. Whose 40s are you running? BFG. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And so, um, Holman, you talked about how these portal axles jog right down. How many inches? So you've got the you've got the axle right. If yep. that's the center line is your axle, and then the portals drop. They'll the drop center line of the wheel. How many inches? Three and a half inches. So it's okay. basically the same as a three and a half inch lift with way more ground clearance. Right. And then also, what is the gear reduction, or is there any? Because you're obviously having to spin the axle shaft and get it down to where the hub is. So right. can you run stock um, rear end gear ratios? Or? Yes. Um, and so with the uh, with the 392, I actually went the other way on gearing. Okay. Um, the 392 came with 410s. I went to a 373. Hmm. Okay. Um, the, the portal itself that we have is going to be a 19% gear reduction. And the way we came up with that 19% is if you had a 31-inch tire and you wanted to go to a 37-inch tire, ah, that is a 19% larger tire. All right. That makes sense. So the the thought process is you don't need to re-gear anymore. You can just bolt these on yeah. and run big tires. That's brilliant. And so like my final drive ratio um, will be a 441 with which that, is which is perfect on a forty with a big V eight, big V eight and a forty, and that eight speed transmission, yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah, that, there's a lot of gear spread there. A lot of people they question, and I get this all the time. Why didn't Jeep put in a four to one transfer case in there? They only have a two seventy two to one, and the reason is you've got that giant Hemi uh-huh. six point four liter air pump in there. And if you've ever crawled 
with a big old V8, you don't need the low-end gearing, which is great because it actually gives you more flexibility for a lot of the stuff we like to do out in the desert yeah. where you can be in low range but not be slowed down if you want to carry Do you recall speed. what the torque was for that engine? Just off the top 470. of your head? 470. 470. Yeah, so, so you good. got a lot. By, by the way, <laughs> yeah. the same as the 4xE. Okay. Hey, where did the uh, um, the eco diesels right in there? Isn't it? No, it's a little less. Uh, eco diesels around four twenty, I believe. Okay. okay, still right in there. Um, and you can change for guys that want to go with different tire fitment. Can they order different gearing from you? Nope. Oh. So on any four gear portal, the way it'll work is you have two idler gears, and if you're ever going to change the ratio inside of that, the way you change a ratio in a portal is your Let's say you're going to go to a deeper ratio or like if we're a 1.19 and you were going to go to a 1.5, your, your upper gear, your input gear will become smaller in diameter. Your uh, output gear, your drive gear will become larger in diameter, which the idlers would then change position in space. Okay. So like I get this question all the time when we're talking about race stuff um, and I tell guys whatever ratio, so I offer a couple different ratios for racing, for race portals, um, whatever ratio you pick, you are married to. That's it. That is it. And and I mean, you can change. You're just buying uh, all, all the new portals. portals. Yeah. Right. Okay. So because because these these idlers are locked in space because of the housings, right? They're milled a certain way where they can't move. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And you're not okay. going to make that adjust. Well, we are not going to yeah. make that adjust. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Somebody else can do whatever they want. Now, so, um, Quinn, tell me about the physical size, because our listeners probably haven't seen one. They're going to go to 74well.com yep. and check these out later. But as they're listening, what does this portal look like physically? How tall is it? I mean, we know it gives you a three-inch. Uh, I mean, well, they're, not, show, they're showing actually, me what, a foot tall? Yeah, they're they're really not big. They're fairly compact. How, how wide are they? What do they add your track width, if anything, ah, with the stock wheel? Yes, yeah. so they do add track width. Okay. Um, we add three and a half inches of track width okay. um, and Which three and a half inches Which most people are down. doing that anyway with an aftermarket wheel. Right. And and you the added well, width is not a horrible issue. Yeah, right? but don't do that with an aftermarket wheel. Yeah. So we, we, we more than recommend. We're pretty adamant. Like, yeah. you need to run a six, well, five and a half to six inch backspace wheel. Okay. Which... All OEMs. So real positive backspacing. Correct. Which is a stronger wheel also. Yeah. Yeah. And now... Which for those who don't understand, I'm sorry to interrupt, Quinn. Yeah. That's basically almost a flat face. Almost a flat face. Very, very little Mm -hmm. lip. Maybe an inch lip or something like that. Yeah. Backspacing, and a lot of people get that mixed up too when they're doing wheel measurements and things like that. So um, you can have backspace and you can have... um, Offset. uh, Offset. offset. And so... They talk about the same thing, but they measure it in two different ways. So when you're out there buying wheels, make sure that you understand the difference between backspace and offset because they're they're both important. Right. All the bling wheels that you see out of like South Florida and stuff like that, those are huge negative Way offset. Way negative. Right. Like deep, so a deep dish wheel is yeah, a negative yeah, offset. Yeah. And if you bring the rim in relation to the center or line that, or in. You get a Toyota Camry or a Corolla that has a flat face wheel. That's a positive option. There you go. Right? Yeah. So we push people more towards that. It's a stronger wheel, and wheel companies are starting to get on. They've been saying that for a long time, but they yeah. will give consumers what they want. Of course. And the customer is always the customer. So you're going to start the uh, the portal uh, trend for Jeeps and uh, positive offset wheels? Uh, I'm hoping everybody <laughs> else helps. Well, so, I mean, I've talked to Curry's about this. Yeah. They will push positive offset wheels as well. Okay. And the case, this is all machine CNC billet, or is this steel, a combination of thereof? What? So, Kate, the, the knuckle itself, this replaces your existing knuckle. Okay. Um, that portion is 7075 aluminum for now, for now. Um, the box itself is 6061. They're all machined in-house. Uh, wow. 
we plan on moving that and the design, um, if you look at it, it's a very angular design. That's because it was designed specifically with the intention of going to a cast product down the road. Would you uh, go nodular iron or would you do cast aluminum? Ductile iron. Most ductile likely. iron. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And ductile iron really sucks to machine. It's dirty material. Yeah. It, it, it's hard on equipment, but it's real strong and it's it's fairly inexpensive. It's low cost, you know, really strong, and we can get it done here in LA. Will you have it in two lines, like yes. the heavier ductile, and then you'll have the machined aluminum? I'll always offer the machined aluminum because, I mean, flat out, like you put the two side by side. It, looks, the it just looks so cool. much yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always going to be that guy that goes, yeah, I don't care. I want that one. Yeah. Now, Forgive me. Oh, sorry. Was it ask, are you using straight cut gears, helical gears? Because as we know, on a Hummer, Yep. Versus the H1 Alpha, the Alpha moved to helical gears to get the gear wind down a little bit. And yeah. on the straight cut, on the at least on factory axle or portals, you would get the rock when mm-hmm. you were stopping. Yep. How do you solve any of those issues for drivability? What's it like to drive these things? Ah. What would you notice differently? So, so this was an interesting conversation. Um, my engineer, my lead engineer on this project drove the Jeep out, and I was just like in sheer straight anticipation. How's the gear noise? How's <laughs> yeah, the gear yeah. noise? Because that was a major concern. We are a straight cut gear. Yeah. So for the first couple hundred miles, you could hear the gears. Mm-hmm. You'd hear a little bit of whine on freeway speeds, but you also have a 40 inch tire on that yeah. thing. So you're going to hear a little tire noise. When, when you say the whine, is it a, like a supercharger whine? Like, uh, or what well, it's of, not as annoying was, as what you just said. <laughs> sorry, but. But, but is it a grind or is it a, a pleasant it would, whine? Because you know, the supercharger wine anything? we all love. Is there, well, the supercharger wine we all love. It's gear wine. It's gear. Yeah. It's like uh, it's not, un, not it, as pleasant. This analogy will make sense, but it's also wrong. So I don't mean it in a negative way. But if you've ever heard it, you get it. It's almost if you have a ring and pinion set up just out of spec, and mm-hmm. you get a little bit of ring and pinion noise. Yep. It's that kind of wine. Yeah. But I don't mm-hmm. mean it like oh well, Quinn's gears are out of spec and their noise. That's not what I mean. I just mean that's the quality because you're talking about a hypoid gear set which should run very quietly and if they're not set up right they can make noise correct i never got to hear the gear whine because again his initial drive was out to the hammers and then we were there for a week jeep was on display he drove it back the second we got back i said i want in the jeep let's go drive yeah and the gear whine was completely gone (laughs) Because at that point we had 500 miles yeah, on it. Yeah, started wearing the faces. Yeah. Well, no, that's not a sad I trombone. Mean, no, he wanted to hear the gear well, one. He no, just said no, he wanted well, to hear it. He says he wanted to, but he was really happy. I really he didn't, didn't have want to exactly. hear the gear wine. Exactly. exactly. So, but gear wine is there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, things that can contribute to that, and there's a lot of ways that you can mitigate gear wine. One of which is contact ratio. Depending on tooth structure and how many teeth are engaged at a time will also impact gear wine. Okay. So we tweaked some of that stuff when we were designing gear sets. And I mean, I shrugged my shoulders when we did this. <laughs> I said, well, I think it looks good. Yeah. You well, know, we got to find out now. And we picked a diametrical pitch for the gears. The diametrical pitch is, um, it's kind of a standard that you would use for when you hob gears. Okay. We picked a, a real standard pitch. Um, tweaked the gears a little bit, looked at them in software. I said, yeah, it looks pretty good. And what, what science is there behind that? Forgive me for asking, but so like, there has to be a science behind the gear. Oh, teeth. there's, there's a ton of, um, which 
has been figured out by everybody over the years. And so like, I don't want to make it sound like we do crazy voodoo science. The reality is um, I purchased a piece of gear software and uh, where it'll the science- It'll do the calculations for it'll you. It'll do the calculations. Where the science comes in is knowing what to look for and how to make minor tweaks to get better uh, contact ratios, to get a better looking tooth. And so that will dictate strength and a bunch of other factors. So it's just the gear software nowadays, you get to make minor tweaks um, to the gear and click print. What, are, are, you, are you inputting things like torque and the count, oh, yeah. tooth count? We and, do all of that kind of stuff. He actually took cues from nature and he went on his guard and he goes, this daisy <laughs> looks like it has a nice gear pattern. Let's yeah. design that. Yeah. We, we definitely design around torque numbers. I designed it basically around a 392, which was a really good excuse because now I go, hey, I, yeah. I, I have to that's buy. That's a great write-off right I there. I gotta I buy this say, That's a good write-off, yeah. Strictly well, for legit. R&D testing That's purpose. a legit write-off. It, it, it is. is. It very much is. I wish that we could all have great write-offs like yeah. that. Our man uh-huh. Quinn here, he's, he's solid. Yep. And, and so where is it getting its oiling? Is it getting it from the axle tubes or do you have a special no. port that no, it's so, and are using? What kind of oil is it requiring? Um, we try to avoid brake fluid or urine. Um, <laughs> no. But sometimes you just need to lubricate. <laughs> well, I mean, like uh, you can't use any so oil in a supercharger. It'll, specific... it'll use its own oil. Um, we're playing around with different oils right now. but So this is an interesting uh, feature, I guess. As um, as Eric, my engineer, is driving out, he'd call me and I'd be like, "Hey, pull over and check temps." Yeah. So that was going to be one of my questions: Is yeah, you don't have it. They're not very big. They're not, and they hold a like minute amount. I mean, we're talking yeah. a couple ounces of oil. And there's that oil is really sitting in the bottom, right? It is. And the, and basically, the gears are carrying it. The it's, gears they're, they're not will immersed carry in it. it. Yeah. And so there's so we run a. We we're just running an Amsoil Severe Gear 250, which is a great oil. Yeah, um, that's what I've run in all the race product. Um, I I'm a fan of it. It's good quality. Um, we've tried. We're trying some other stuff, but do you want a set of temp sensors and an IDAS so, to measure that? No, no. <laughs> you like my shameless plug? That was nice. Well done. Uh, I mean, I guess I mean, you, you could, could if you wanted it in. to. Yeah, I could sure. Give, I, yeah, but. The reality was we drove from Temecula to the top of Cajon Pass okay, on which, the 15. Which is probably- Freeway speed, 65- miles? Yeah, 70 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Got to the top of Cajon Pass. Cajon Pass, by the way, is there's basically three ways out of Southern California, the LA yep. area. There's the Grapevine, I-5 to the north, There's the, which is the Tejon Pass. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Cajon- a Tejon. 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 Then there's the Cajon Pass, which is the 15 out to Vegas. Yep. And then there's south through San Diego. There's a couple routes either- 15 or the five down along the coast or through the mountains. And that's basically it. So whenever you're, you know, to get out of California and go north or east, you have to climb a grade. Right. So you climb the grade, get to the top. Fronts were never really going to be a concern. They were 100 degrees. Oh, wow. The rears were 130. Still still plenty wow. cool. 130 is right. not even, I mean, 230, you're, you're probably still fine. Mm-hmm. Think of how hot a ring and pinion's going to yeah. be. You don't have to worry about the, in that severe gear, I do happen to know that you're good into like the low threes. Right, yeah. yeah. And, so, and you'd have to do, I mean, I don't even, you'd have to have something going wrong mechanically, it sounds like, to get that. And I would imagine- well, with, if, if something goes wrong mechanically, it's going to go really wrong. <laughs> and the other thing is the the aluminum, obviously, is probably a great way of dissipating heat as it well. It is, yeah. You know, in terms of a housing material, whereas well, the ductile iron would act probably as a heat sink maybe. Yeah, 
have, but you also have a lot of airflow there. Okay. Yeah. You well, yeah, I mean, because it's hanging. Di- it's. I guess it's even hanging down lower than what the axle would be, right? right. So it's the lowest part of the vehicle in the windstream. Yep. Yeah. I wanted to go through real quick. Just uh, one of the things we didn't talk about is the portals come with locking hubs. Yes. Which you, manual hubs on a Jeep haven't been in, like that from the factory in in decades. And you're basically, you know, if you were to get a Dynatrack or a Curry axle, you can spec that, but then you need a different wheel and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you guys are having that as part of the portal package. So that is part of our like primary design feature that we've applied for patent on. Okay. Um, because my thought process was one, a unit bearing is proven, it's strong. And the reality is if an OEM is ever going to adopt a portal axle, yep. there is no way they are ever not going, going back to, to go a, yeah. back and pack but and especially in that weight class of vehicle. I mean, you see it on the heavy duties, yeah. but when you get in the light duty trucks, not there's not because of fuel efficient, because of ease on the assembly line. Ease and on the re- assembly. And also just a, a unit bearing assembly, even an abused one. You see a lot of these Jeeps going 100,000 miles and their unit bearings right. are fine. It, it's funny that it hasn't really been adopted in trophy trucks, but every Ultra 4 out there runs the Spider Tracks yeah. unit bearing, yeah. which is essentially, it's a Timken Ford, it's a Ford F4 350, yeah. you know, 250-350 bearing pack that's preloaded by Timken, and Spider Tracks it makes... bolts to the a, back of the backing plate, right? Yep, and Spider Tracks makes a better quality wheel flange. Um, so we run Curry unit bearings, which also have your wheel speed sensor integrated into them. Oh, oh nice. nice, yeah. So no light on the dash, which was... Well, that's huge. You'll... You're never going to sell a product if you have to tell the customer, oh, by the way, sorry, your lights are Yeah, no. Any of these, the guy who can afford to put this on their Jeep does not want their significant other to get in and have it drive (laughs) weird, have lights on the dash, have to worry. Or in California, good luck trying to get that thing registered. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All all that stuff. And the fact that you can basically use the hub to disengage the portal on the front. Yes. I'm assuming I'm assuming because you're recommending certain axles, you have Dynatrack, Curry, yep. listed on there, that you're going without the fad, which is the front axle disconnect. So basically Correct. you're getting a non-fad axle, mm-hmm. but if you want the fuel economy, you can unlock the portals. Yeah, right? so we're, we're giving you the option of running. Um, so these are one-ton, eight-lug um, unit bearings. It's a 35-spline, uh, 4340 drive axle. Wow. And so the, one of the big things, I think, is that it takes a semi-float rear end and it turns it into a true full float. So there's no load on the rear axle shaft at all. It's wow, just okay. carried all the by axle. the unit bearing. Yeah. It's just a torsional yeah. load. So there's no weight of the vehicle on that axle. It's all in the, all in the housing. Yep. The way your portal mounts to the flange is standard, right? It's the four bolts? Correct, yeah. Okay. So you've got two different mounting options. Um, and is that a weak spot? Does that ever break or is that a non-issue? On the Jeeps, they're pretty stout. Especially, yeah. well, when you go to a aftermarket axle, it's a non-issue, but even right. on the stock 44s, I mean, people are running... Guys are breaking housings in half before they break those Yeah, off. Okay. yeah they're, they're breaking at the plug welds or, or at the fad on the front axles. Yep. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen... Uh, a flange break on a, on a factory. I mean, you'd have yeah. to... There's other things that are weaker, I guess, is the point. There, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so we, we're making them for either the set 80 or a set 10. I don't know what that is. That's the standard on a rear housing. A set 10 is the... Bear, it's it's uh, It refers to the bearing pack, I guess, on a semi-float axle. Um, so Jeeps came with uh, set 10s for the most part all after... Well... All the Curry semi-float aftermarket stuff is set 80, 
and Curry makes their own, and I believe Dynatrack does as well. I think they do. Yeah, and it's just a better quality um, weld on end. And, and the reason that manufacturers are not offering full floater just too expensive, too many, too many components. It's just not needed part. on that class of vehicle. Yeah, okay. I mean, no. you get you get to the heavy duties, and you you have to have that weight, but they're they're prioritizing fuel efficiency, yep. assembly, all that kind of stuff. So you. Like on a Wrangler, there's actually like four different axles you can get. You're just saying no benefit to that. It's not that there's no benefits. It's just in the OE world, you can get strong enough and light enough where you're not breaking having warranty, but you're not carrying that extra unnecessary weight either. So it's just at the weights and the payloads and the gross vehicle weight rating, it's just not needed because today's metallurgy and engineering has kind of solved that out of the equation for the most part. 100%. 100%. And, they're, and then for the most part, they're also, you know, the Jeep engineers pack what they call package protect. So that means they're only going to sell it with a 33, but there's a wink and a nod over here that we've tested to 35s or 37s. And we may not warranty a 37, but we may not have to either because we know that you guys are running it. So they've package protected. So there's overhead built into all those designs that kind of, if you're stock, you're never going to have a problem. Do you feel the other OEs package protect as well? 100%. They Bron- do, Bron- for sure. Bronco's a perfect yeah, example Yeah, I was going to say, Ford does. Yeah. We, I've, I've had I guess, a lot of conversations with Ford about it. I guess that. I'm yeah. getting at like GM because they're notorious for lately for not embracing the aftermarket, bigger wheels, tires, things like that. So I wonder. Uh, I, G, GM's kind of a, they do. Um, but then they have the designers make really tall, narrow wheel wells. So it kind of solves the problem that it's hard to get a bigger uh, wheel and tire package in there. Engineering wise, they certainly can, but they, you know, they're designing these really small wheel wells. As a lot of the GM guys know, that it's like, why are they so narrow? Narrow and square. Yeah, and right. tall. Yeah, you got a lot, lot of up and down, but not a lot of front to back, right? And you look at even look at a, a, a Raptor or a TRX. Um, they're moving the axle center line forward slightly to get the mm-hmm. bigger tire away from the uh, firewall in the base of that A pillar. Mm-hmm. So when you're turning, because People will go on, they'll go get a Raptor, they'll get a TRX, and they just bolt on a 37 and oh, drive down. They make and contact. Then, well, then they go out of a driveway and they rub. Well, the reason is they've gone to a wider tire that's a higher diameter, and that corner is hitting the firewall on stuff yeah. or on compression. And so, um, but in terms of most of these manufacturers that play in the enthusiast space, Jeep and Ford are great examples, and Wrangler and Bronco, they're absolutely know that guys are putting on bigger tires, and they're going to make sure that their transmission, their bearings, their axle assemblies, their cooling, all of that is going to be fine. So you can go bolt on a plus one, a plus two. You're not going to, you know, Jeep's not going to warranty your your Jeep on 40s. Sorry, Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but they're going to certainly be okay with 37s. That's pretty much par for the course anymore these days. Yeah. Okay. So I was looking at your uh, page at uh, your 74 Weld uh, website. Yep. And we talked about the 1.19 gear reduction at the hub. Three and a half inch lift, which comes from the distance that the uh, that the portal moves the uh, wheel assembly and hub from centerline of the axle. Yep. Unit bearing conversion that has ABS compatibility on all four corners, so that your brakes will work as expected. Optimized width and scrub while maintaining stock suspension components. Locking hubs in the front, drive gears in the rear, and a three and a half inch increase width per side. And then you also have listed. Uh, recommended housing configurations. So you've got Jeep JL, Jeep JT, and JK listed. Yep. And on the front, you're typically recommending a Curry 44 or a Dynatrack Pro Rock 44 that's factory width or custom narrow. And on the back, Curry or Dynatrack with a, a set 1080 housing end, uh, just depending on on which vehicle you have. So 
can your customers basically spec out an axle? Are you the one-stop shop? Are you selling the axles too? Or does Curry and Dynatrack know that this is the 74 weld option that needs to be built? So we're going to work with on packages with both of those. Um, and that they're going to be able, a customer can call up and say, okay. Hey, I want, I want, what do you recommend? And we're sure. going to have uh, a 74 weld package that they yeah. can buy. And We've got all the numbers worked out, shaft lengths, everything. So there's no, there's no. If you want to do this, your Jeep, it's already figured out, or yep. will be. It will be one stop shop, hundred percent. And yep. then looking at the parts breakdown, so front shafts maintains the stock front inner thirteen fifty and U joints. Yep, and outer. Uh, will this work on uh, Rubicons that or Saharas that have the full time transfer case that have the CV axles? Uh, yes. Because so. Um, mine has the 392 has CVs in it. I plan on keeping CVs. Yeah. Um, I, by the way, the dirty secret is if you have the uh, U joint axles, the CVs are 90 percent as strong as the U joints. Yeah, and they're directly replaceable if you want to go CVs. Yes, I have a set Why of. Why are you whispering like that? <laughs> Just because not everybody knows that. And if you want to do CVs, you can get almost the same strength as U joint. Just direct bolt. Just pull one out, put one in. It's all good. It's all yeah. Good. Well, and then you won't feel it on the all-wheel drive. Yeah, on the like all-wheel drive application, I don't think I want to run a U joint. You, you don't. Yeah, you don't. No, because you don't want to feel it. Um, so I'm going to put RCVs in the front of mine because 40 inch tires and a V8. Because 40 inch tires. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you should be probably fine. I also kind of want to drive this thing lead footed, um, as you should. Yeah, a hundred percent. I would be mad if you didn't. We yep, could, we, we couldn't be friends anymore. No worries. Uh, rear shafts, portals require new double spline shafts, yep. which are provided. Yep. And then your wheels go to a 17 inch minimum with an eight on six and a half lug pattern. Correct. Which the stock ones are five on five and a half. On five a, on five. Or I'm sorry, five on five yeah. on a, uh, which is the weird JK JL uh, right. bolt pattern. Yep. Uh, and then recommended five to six inch uh, backspacing for optimal scrub, which is when your wheels are at full lock. ABS sensors, front sensors used on all four corners. Those are provided. Yep. Uh, you can go up to two inches of lift would be the highest you'd recommend. That gives you a three and a half to five and a half with the portals. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you need more than two and a, two inches of lift. I think yeah. you could probably fit 42s if yeah. you did some like highline fenders yeah. or something like that. And and after that, I mean, if you it's, want a bigger than a 42 yeah. inch tire rail, you're on your own. Yeah, and you're going, you're going to 60s and things like that anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, are these specifically made for 44s or will they be made for 60s also? We're, we'll see. Okay. I mean, I'm currently not making them for a ball joint 60 knuckle yeah. okay. because the reality of it is if you buy an aftermarket, uh, either a Dynatrack or a Curry JL knuckle, yeah. they both make their own castings. Those things are massively oh, they're, strong. They're huge. It's not needed. Yeah. So... We'll see what the cry is. We might make a ball joint. I've had guys hit me up about kingpins. Sorry, yeah. sorry to crush dreams. We're not going to do it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, you know. No, thanks. Uh, By the way, you're, you're getting the guy who knows how to set those upright is like retiring and dying off now. Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of unfortunate. after service care I mean, would be hard. Because the kingpin 60s are super They're strong. Pretty, pretty They're rad. just not prevalent. Yeah. They're just not out there anymore. I don't even know what you're talking about Which, with a kingpin 60. It's, it's the way the knuckle attaches to the axle to allow the wheels to move. How does that differ than a ball joint? A ball joint, yeah, uniball. I mean, that might be kind of complicated to draw you a picture. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I have a question about, does this change my wheel inner diameter? Do I have to go to a larger wheel well, to, to clear anything? Well, you have and, to run a 17-inch wheel, but if you're not running a 17-inch wheel, you should be running a 17-inch wheel anyways. So, I mean, <laughs> the reality is, is I don't 
think they're making. You can probably get a 37 inch tire with a fifth for a 15 inch wheel. You're going to be hard pressed to find that. Everything nowadays is going to 17s, and it and, looks and like 18s. 18s are sort of the new. Especially, I mean, you look at the trophy trucks; they're still running 40s on 17s. They're starting to, but run they're 18s. starting to do 42s on 18s. Yeah, it's, it's starting to be the the next thing. And I th- yep. look at the TRX. The TRX because the brake package had to move up to an 18. Yeah, right? yeah. you know, so it's that it's funny. You know, when I started, 33s on a 15 were massive. Yeah. And now that's uh-huh. a that's a stock, you know, 33s on a 16 or a 17 are, are stock. Now, yeah. And 17 has been, you know, the king for so long. But well, n- I, really, 18s are, are where it's going. I was tar- talking to one of our friends over at, uh, hopefully I'm not giving you any trade secrets, um, at Willwood, and they're working on an upgrade package for the, for the TRX. Mm-hmm. They want it to fit the, the packaging in a 17. I'm like... Is that necessary? You, that's a lot of break in a little bit of space. I think where once they're big, you go to an eighteen, their T six R kit. Remember the yeah. uh, TX six R yeah. for their their full size three quarter one ton trucks. Those things are I want to say three hundred fifty five millimeter, whatever they're yeah. like. I think that sounds right. They're sixteen inches. Yeah, it's just for the the pie plate. And so you need a minimum of of uh, well. I would say at 22, I have a 20, I put a 20 and it would not fit over it. You could not put a business card between the caliper and the inside of the wheel. So the drop center touched the well, caliper and that's the thing, on not, that not every hoop is created equal. Right. So sometimes you'll get a 17 that's fine and sometimes you'll get a 17 that's not. Uh, because the hoop has, like you said, the drop center yeah. may interfere. Yeah, these I, are some black rhino, just regular yeah. cast wheels, and they had a really... Well, and the cast wheels usually end up having a really thick hoop on them. Yep. They did. Yeah, yeah. they so, did. Uh, the, the other thing I was going to talk about, too, is, you know, the reason going to 18s, 17s were always, you know, when when guys got to a 37, 17s maintained sort of that sidewall. Yep. But now that you're going from 37 to 40 and 42, that's a much bigger jump than a 35 to a 37. On a 16 to 17. So you have more room for a wheel. Plus you get more handling benefit out of it because you don't have as much tire squirm. And depending on the wheel, you might actually have less weight than if you'd have a 17 because a really light forged wheel could be lighter than the tire construction of a big old hunk of rubber with steel in it. So there's a lot of benefits to going to 18. And again, for the enthusiasts, it was always a 17 was standard because you wanted to have all that sidewall. But going to such massive tires anymore, it's it's just that's not really a concern. You've got the real estate. Yeah, to go to a bigger I, I wheel. think I think 18s. You'll start. It'll take a couple years, but you're going to start seeing. There's several trophy truck teams right now that are going to 18s yeah. so that they can fit larger rotors. Yep. And I've been talking to some of those guys, and they say that the handling characteristics of a 40 on an 18 is a lot better. Now, I don't want to on a 17. Really? This isn't a pun. Yes. This isn't anything about what happened to you, but I was going to say it's like <laughs> a going from a, a 26 to a 650B or oh, a 275 to a 29er on a I, mountain bike. I don't I, I don't I I'm don't a 29 wanna, on front. I should have been able to roll <laughs> over that. It didn't I don't want to bring back the pain or anything, no, it's but it was, it's a good it's it, yeah. the difference between uh, a 650B 27.5 and a 29 on a mountain bike it's is huge, huge, huge. Yeah, it's it's, and yeah. then you go back to a twenty six and you feel like you can't even roll over pebbles. Right. You I mean, feel like it's, you're on a small twenty inch BMX bike. Yeah, so the difference in an inch on a trophy truck because those guys are at such the limit all the time is yeah. it's pretty incredible that the drivers can feel it, but you certainly can. So, but we're looking, you know, we we've got some stuff coming up with uh, the uh, terrible herps and Ryan Arciero guys. Where yeah, I went, cool. I went for a trophy truck ride. And we've got uh, Todd Gorsuch, who runs the uh, 
the shop over there, Terrible Herbs, and you know you got the the Herbsmith chassis. Learning about all that stuff out there and and what those things are capable of, man, it is just unbelievable. And and you literally are on the ragged edge the inside in the entire race. But it it doesn't feel like it. It's I don't know. I mean, uh, I disagree. It does feel like it's it. crazy. <laughs> it it's it's wild. I mean, it's you can definitely you still feel like a car crash the next day. Like you're in a you know, several yeah. hour car crash or whatever. But there's stuff you go over that absolutely does not make it into the cab. But then there's like you got to remember everything's bigger, so the mm-hmm. the G outs are bigger and the jumps are bigger. So you still find the limits of that suspension, and you'll still sit hard on your spine in those suspension seats and, and know it. Um, but it's it's so weird that you'll be at a 45 degree angle, but the other wheels are still on the ground. You're not even close to rolling. I mean, yeah. just that kind of stuff, or or sliding sideways over berms. Yeah, you know, I mean, just. And the trucks can take it. And they can take it. Yeah. They can take it. Is there any hope, Quinn, to uh, for guys that don't have solid axles to use portals? Oh, I mean, yeah. You've got I- IFS? Abs- yes. So um, we're- Trophy we're, truck teams. Well, so I have several trophy truck teams. Geyser is running our stuff. Oh. Uh, this is on the race side, not- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. There are guys that do, you know, that build all the pre-runners here in Southern California, Arizona, yeah. like Texas, all over, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so they might be interested in this. Well, so we've got uh, Bronco <coughs> portals. Well, that's coming. Oh, so on wow. the race side of really? things, yeah, Bronco portals are for sure coming. Bronco, <coughs> yeah, portals. Um, on the race side, we've got uh, the all-wheel drive program for Geyser um, for Brenthal. So uh, you're building drive. them for these teams? Yes. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap! So uh, like, congrats, well, um, Lauren Healy, Von mm-hmm. Gittin. Yep. Uh, Jason Shear's new car is is running our portals. All super cool dudes, by the way. Yeah, every one of those guys you just mentioned are are yep. rad. Um, and then we've got several others. Um, I've got uh, a guy out of St. George, Utah, um, Eric Husted, who's got he's been running them, I think, for two years. He was our very first trophy truck. It's funny talking to the trophy truck guys because they're starting. So it's weird. Two wheel drive was king. Yeah, four wheel drive came in, had some success. And then kind of went away because of the yep. complexity and maintenance and, mm-hmm. and braking during races. Yep. They went back to really crazy two-wheel drive setups with a lot of horsepower and a lot of travel. And now you're starting to see four-wheel drive get back in as the technology yeah, and the engineering is better. and all their stuff. Yeah. So I, when uh, when I was talking to Ryan Arciero, he's oh, yeah. like, I want to, I like the idea, but I want to show these guys that two-wheel drive is still king. And and I asked him about his driving style because it, it, what I learned when I went and hung out with Terrible Herbs and the Arciero crews was that when you're driving a trophy truck, more important than anything else, yes, they have brute force. Yes, everything is on the edge, but it's all about momentum. And yeah, you have a lot of horsepower, but you do not want to bleed speed, especially the two-wheel drive through yeah. corners and stuff like that. So the the amount of speed that they carry because it's momentum is unbelievable when you're in a trophy truck because they're like, that's the key. Well, what four-wheel drive helps you do, I guess, is it helps you pull out of that faster and not ha- waste so much horsepower into a roost, and right? that's part of the reason why you're going to start yeah. seeing, well, the, the all-wheel drive guy that I was talking to, um, sorry, the trophy truck driver I've been talking to is in a Mason all-wheel drive, and he's going to an 18 for the simple fact that he feels he can get on the brakes harder, yeah. get into a turn, and you can Use get the four-wheel drive to pull you yeah. out. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's, it's and they're all wheel drive. They're not. Well, yeah. So there's no drive. there's no low range transfer case. It's right. basically. Um, well, but they these. also so they're running Sprag clutches typically on the front end so that they get some differentiation. Okay. What is what is a Sprag clutch? Um, it allows the front end. So if you ever look at a trophy truck, 
doing 100 miles an hour over whoops in slow motion, you'll actually see the front wheels trying to stop or turn backwards in relation to the rear wheels, which are constantly moving forward. So that differentiation- Because it's it, getting that hit as it's- It's getting the hit. Oh, it's basically packing the front yeah. end into whoops. Okay. That has to go somewhere. And because they're not powered and there's not a load pushing them, you're basically converting that forward energy into up or back energy as yeah. the suspension's absorbing. I, it, it comes to mind as Supercross, the guys going whoops on, the, on bikes- where they're, oh, no, they're, they've no, got their they're, front they're wheel lifting. off the ground. They're, they're lifting. You're right. Yeah, it's the, not the, the same at all. The trucks would probably like to do that, <laughs> but when your wheels are on the ground, they're pulling. So there has to be some kind of differentiation, or you'll see what you Ultra 4 is, is doing. Yeah. And Ultra 4, a lot of the guys, they blow up transfer cases. Yeah. And so I, I won't go too, off, yeah, too far sure. on this tangent, but in Ultra 4, there's been a trend to make bigger, stronger transfer cases. That is the wrong thing right. to do. It's not that the transfer case is failing. The gears are plenty strong. Yeah. It's that feedback from the front end of packing into whoops Plus over high speed. You're cutting into packaging. You're, you're adding right. weight. Yep. You're getting it's a lot in, of weight. Yeah. So I, and you're changing something that might break to somewhere else in the, in the yeah. lineup, right? Like and you want to break a U-joint before you break your transfer case. Yep. And if you just added a sprag somewhere and it sounds easier than it really is, then you could mitigate those forces. The problem is, is sprags are inherently one way directional. Um, I designed a locking sprag and I prototyped it and it's sitting on my shelf because I don't want, I'm just not, not going down that road quite yet. <laughs> I'm fo- I, how I need it, to stay but focused. I can't conceptualize how it, I can't see how it works. Uh, like, sp- is there a way to... Go on Google, type in sprag well, bearing. I, okay, but I want to describe um, it. So it, it's it's essentially, there's a there's several different ways to do this, but the easiest one to look at is the it's a bearing that can only turn one direction. And as it tries to turn backwards, there's these elements, sprag elements that wedge themselves and that creates bind, which prevents it. Well, that's the drive side. So it binds under load. It's almost like a ratcheting... Uh... Yeah. Oh, wrench! It right? is, yeah, sure. It's, it's a, yes. yeah, a socket yeah. wrench. Yeah, that's probably the, what well, most guys would relate to, at least on a real basic level, right? That would be more of a one-way drive style yep. setup. Um, which again, it's great. The problem is for rock crawling with a one-way drive or a sprag. The second that you go into reverse, it's locked. It's the two, wrong way. It's two-wheel drive. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you lose all front drive, which is why it hasn't made its way into Ultra Four. Interesting. There's a solution for it. I'm just not going to be, not, not not be the guy to make it right now. <laughs> right I, now. Right now. I got to stay focused on portal stuff. Yeah. I've, you know, limited resources, limited engineering, need to stay. Well, you said uh, at, the, at the start of the conversation that you had some engineering assistance. Have you increased the size of the team? I have, yeah. So we're, we're I think, up to 23 people Dang. At, at the company. Yeah. Took another building beginning of the year. So you're no longer cleaning toilets anymore. I Dude, I don't have to do it anymore. Well, <laughs> act, no, hold on. Does you it joke depend, about this. It I depends actually, who blows up the toilet. <laughs> well, yeah. well, that's any shop. Yeah. Quinn, we need your help to <laughs> yeah. get in here. Nope. nope. No I one's going to touch it. <laughs> you want your paycheck, you clean it. <laughs> no, I actually mopped the floor of the bathroom today. <laughs> well, good for you. Yeah. No, yeah. Nobody at my nobody is at my that because is exempt from anything. the sling that you're in makes a real natural uh, no, mo- it was a just, mop holder? <laughs> I went in the, the, the bathroom in, in, my, or in the front offices, and it was the floor was just nasty from, you know, dirt and coolant and whatever and so there was a mop sitting right there i might as well get after it you know what i gotta do this so 
when you you started, it was was it just you? I can't remember the story from episode. What was it fifty nine? Fifty nine. When you got started, was it just you, or did you have someone in no, there with you? It, it well, it was just me for a while, um, and then there's a, a kid, David, who's worked for me for twelve years. Wow, um, he's still with me. That's that awesome. Kicks ass. And then, how does it feel now? You said twenty three employees. Yeah, I mean that's that's a legit company where you almost have to have an HR HR person. I'm hiring one this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. like it's yeah, it's, uh, yeah. The problem is legitimate. This is the biggest scare for me. If I were an entrepreneur with my own company growing like that, oh, yeah. the day you hire the HR person and you're like, she calls you into her office because yeah. you well, did something by wrong. By the way, right? the first thing is um, it's a necessary evil. I'm sorry to break this to you, but you can no longer draw penises on everyone's uh, pads of paper I, and the window. I don't. I and, only and, do that in your office. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. I go oh. I, to his office and I draw wieners. <laughs> no, I mean, what? You mean you can't? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, but I'm like, you're about them. to find out, Quinn. It, no, I've hidden uh, them all over his whiteboard. And I actually, <laughs> he walked out of his office and the guys were impressed that I climbed over a monitor over a desk because there was like a, a corner. Yeah, and then there's like a triangle where the desk didn't touch that corner. I climbed over there and wrote it on the window behind it, so it wouldn't be easy to clean, but it well, would be visible to so uh, Jay. A couple years ago, we bought a 3D printer. What's the very first thing they pre- 3D printed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bought a laser engraver. What's the first thing they did? <laughs> yeah. So my uh-huh. my friend, hey, does it yeah. work, guys? Yes, yes it, does. it does. My friend uh, proof. Britt Manzel, <laughs> who owns American Adventure Lab. Yeah, uh, he just got a new laser and yeah. a a uh, bunch of uh, CNC and a bunch of things. And he had to do samples for somebody, and where the punch hole was, he made it a wiener, and then yep. sent me a picture. And I was like, course. "Yeah, yep. uh-huh. that's why we can be friends." <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you just get to grow old, not up. Exactly, yes, that's true. Exactly. That's All true. right. So uh, we've covered oh. the product, but I'm curious, like, what was the response so far? Are people just stoked? I, you have that video online of it driving over Home Depot paint buckets, yeah, five gallon buckets. Yep. Um, the response has been really good. Uh, we're cautiously optimistic. So my plan is um, we're going to be announcing in the next couple weeks pricing, availability, not to let the cat out of the bag too early. It's not really a crazy secret. Um, We'll be delivering late third quarter, early fourth this year. We are going to take pre-sales at Moab because testing is going so well. We still want to push things out because we want tens of thousands of miles on them. Yeah. But... Do I need to do it again? Here we go. (laughs) Yeah. uh, This year, we will be shipping units this year, um, and we're super excited on that. So that's on JK, JL, JT. Oh, okay. That's the application. So so I'll see you in Moab. I'll be there all week. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm guessing you're not bringing your mountain bike. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to bring my mountain bike, my, unfortunately. Uh, my wife asked me, she goes, you're not bringing your bike this year, are you? I'm like, Oh, I nope. totally would bring my mountain bike. <laughs> oh, it's awesome up there. Yeah, it's I'm awesome. Sure. Until you crash. And then you have to, their hospital is great, though. The nurse oh, is so great. nice. If if you, they have so, though the nurse told me when I was there, they have so many broken arms. Like oh, they're I'm sure, because people there. put their arm oh. out when they fall. Oh, it's all horrible. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, if you break your arm in Utah, this is where you want to be. I'm like, sweet, at least I have that. Yeah. So, Lightning, back to, we touched on it briefly uh, independent suspension stuff. So yes. we started the four gear stuff on independent um, on the racing side of things. We are tackling Raptor and Bronco next. Ooh. Dang. And then 
Forerunner, Tacoma, FJ Cruiser, end of the year. Yeah. The best thing about that platform is the front ends are basically the same. So you have a huge. Yeah, but like, it's so weird what they do with like the angle of the taper of your upper A arm yeah. is different. Yeah, you almost have to do one A arm for everybody and the portals, I think, yeah. to kind of get mm-hmm. the same spec across the line. Yep. Can so. you team? Would it make sense to team with someone who already makes an A arm or no? Just do it. It's yeah, easier I, already, to... I already make an A arm. Oh, you did? Yeah. I'm sorry. He, he has a, a building full of CNC machines. I do. Well, I'm trying to think well, about... Well, no, why, why, are you, why are you trying to so, undo his business? I'm not. <laughs> you're saying <laughs> he's not capable of <laughs> making an arm? 23 guys well, working but, there. So we are partnering, and, and we're going to offer... Before I'm releasing portals to the public, you can buy a portal kit for a Bronco... Like, I don't know when they're going to start selling them, but Funhaver Off-Road, yep. Lauren and Vaughn, yep, Vaughn. Uh, are doing what they're calling like an XLT kit. And that is not a portal that is designed for your Bronco, but yes, it will run on your Bronco. <laughs> and no, that's not a cheap portal. No. That's the same portal that we're running with a 1,000 horsepower yeah. on trophy trucks. Yep. It's the same portal they're running on... Both of those 4,400 By the way, cars. how about that KOH drop-in that Lauren Dude. did? Dude. <laughs> that had to be one of the sickest videos ever. Everyone I'm driving off a cliff. Don't mind me. <laughs> and and people don't understand, unless you walk up there, how huge that ledge is. Yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, yeah. I Dude, after no. he gets out of the truck, and about two minutes later, his nuts follow him. He's got, that's how Dude, big they yeah, are. Yeah, like, to drag him behind. And he's and just like, look at I these. think he tried to anchor him to the top of that cliff. <laughs> yeah. and He I, literally drove off a cliff. He yes. did. That I mean, that's like... 25 foot yeah. and he and and if you well, land what's rad is the he lands on the front well he carried the rear in the air the whole time but going, the front so if the front would have carried over those rocks he yeah. would have been in trouble yeah because he would have so ended right well maybe or just push the bulkhead yeah into the driver's seat yeah it would have been bad it, it could I mean, he was bad. on the bitter edge of yeah what? but you see how that car just like, yeah it just, so, it just soaks it oh, <laughs> that was well, you're like right i mean uh, that's Lauren, one of the things like, are you more this, lucky or skilled? Nah, Lauren's a good driver. He is a good, he's, always a, yeah. he's a great driver. Is yeah. it still up on Lauren Lauren Healy's uh, oh, yeah. Instagram? Yeah. yeah. It's all over the place. It's uh, on okay. Vons. It's on yeah. KOH. It's everywhere. I think at, everybody that, that. That literally broke the internet yeah. at KOH. Yeah. That's what everybody was talking yeah. about. Sure. I would have loved to have seen it in person because, again, I don't know if you would have seen I don't know if you would have, because all the videos, they were slowed down a little bit. Yeah. And so you could appreciate it in person. You probably would have gone, well, what just happened? Did yeah. I just see that? Whereas the video, you're like, yep. Well, yep. let me ask you this. How were others getting over that same obstacle? Nobody went over that obstacle. No, they went Lauren a different way. The, they went all the way around. Nobody drove that except Lauren. Yeah. Oh, my God. He, ca- he cut the course and went, I'm going this way. Yeah. Which, so it's just a rock waterfall that goes straight down. It's like 25 feet. It's, it's a drop. It's insane. Yeah. There's a point where you can scale it with the wheelbase of the car. and You're going, damn. Yeah. It's huge. What's you know we've talked about some of the new stuff you have coming out, but is the future for you getting price and packaging down so it can be more for every man, or will portals never be for every man and for the guy who's just going on f- trails mm. and that like an overlanding thing? portal? I, I think so. That yeah, where, is that where you're going? I, I'm well, just curious because these are pricey, right? The average set of portals are going for what? These are going to be in the the billet aluminum ones around twenty four grand for a okay. set of four. And then when you do the not nodular ductile, ductile iron, ductile iron, thank you. Uh, significantly cheaper. I can't really even speculate on that, but I'm still under probably going to be under twenty for sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. So these aren't again. These are these are pricing out all the just the trail runner guys. 
I think uh, twenty grand on a set of these. Yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of those guys who have hundred thousand dollar rigs all day long. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm asking though. Is it? Do you care? Or are no, you like, no, that's not my I'm market. Not, I'm just not willing to sacrifice quality. And okay. that's why I'm starting with, you know, a, it's a billet 70, yeah. 75. It, the, the knuckle itself is made on a half million dollar German five axis CNC machine. I'm not trying to run that machine for 12 bucks an hour. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And that's just not my customer base. I mean, the reality is I will go for quality first and then figure out ways to cut cost and then bring down the cost. I'm not going to bring an inferior product to market just because I want to hit a cheaper price point. That's just that's well, and, not and my model. There's no reason to artificially stunt your market by going, well, it's for these guys, but not for these guys. It's well, all about what what your end user wants to do. Who cares? Right? Well, I, I, didn't do know. I didn't know if there was some yeah. secret sauce to making these affordable, like down into the seven to $9,000 range. And the answer, scale. Is, the answer is no. The answer, right? no, no. The answer really is scale. You're right on that. I mean, if you're doing thousands of these yeah, you're doing 100 a sets run. a week or something like that oh absolutely well then could, I, could, I you, could, you, could you cast these or could you pour aluminum instead you of could but it wouldn't it. be as strong because you're on the wheel yeah. ends and I, that's a lot of load i mean jeep is has run aluminum knuckles and now but I think there's no holes in the away. middle of those and there's no moving parts that don't well, want deflection right well, you i could mean pour, you could you could run you a, could a, you a, could a, a, but but then how much bigger does it die a die cast part Sure. You know? I just don't know that that's my primary concern. I think that a little bit of weight there is not going to be a killer. And I mean, dude, these things are not heavy. We're talking thirty pounds. Of well, quarter. I'm just, I'm just thinking if you, if you cast these, now yep. you're not spending sixty hours per knuckle Correct. machining them. Correct. hundred percent. And when we start buying big volume on everything, yes, cost will come down. But I'm not going to initially let cost be the driving factor. I'm going to build if you're what I think these, you're, is... You're the real deal. Yeah, I think... I mean, I'm going to build what I think is the product that I would want to run and hope that they sell. And based on that, then we'll look at design improvements well, and you can never go up in. either too, right? Like if you start high yeah, and you find tough. your market, yep. you can always go down to build scale or well, choose materials. And but I if mean, you start low, you're not going to get... You know, it's not like, well, here's $10,000 portals, but we gold-plated them, so now they're 20, right? Yeah. Like, that's a lot harder walk to do with somebody. Well, and, and also, I mean, <laughs> joking, not joking. Okay, you don't want these. Go buy something. There's there's not yeah. really anything else out there. Right. there. There were other guys that have tried to get into the industry, but they weren't really designed for Jeeps. They were yeah. designed for other applications, brought over the Jeep market. Uh, this is... 100% designed for a Jeep. But more importantly, designed where you could daily drive on top of them. So the versatility 100%. of a Jeep, like I get it. You're taking a uh, off-the-shelf portal and adapting it, but you're not going to, you may be, it may be awesome off-road. You may have the characteristics of improved ground clearance and not, a, you know, and changing you know, suspension, all this, all the benefits you have, right? But you may have a lot of gear whine and you may yep. have maintenance issues and you may not be able to go 70. Whereas, you know, Quinn is designing his product specifically where it has the versatility of you want this to be your daily driver and your weekend warrior trail rig, you're, sure. go for it. Yeah, daily drive, absolutely no issues. Yeah. yeah. And that that's another big thing that we want to push is this is not just for the hardcore wheeler. Sure, I mean, it gives you a ton of ground clearance. It does all this benefit. But if you want to drive it every day, this is going to be a product that will do that. All right, if you want to check out some really rad videos and some content that shows the uh, portals actually working, uh, head over to at 74weld on Instagram and then 74weld.com or motorsports.74weld.com yep. on the website. Yep. You've got a really great page that explains them, but also your uh, 
blow your blowout or blow up of Exploded the view. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, your blowout. Your blowout of your hair. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, no okay. pictures of his arm, but if you want the... Ex- <laughs> That's a blowout The right exploded view of his portals. There's Another a really exploded great view com- of his arm. There's yeah. a really great component uh, photo on there for you to check out. Of course, made in the USA down in uh, El Cajon, which is just outside of San Diego. Yep. And uh, dude, great to have you back on and... Uh, I told uh, Vern Simons, I'm like, go find Quinn at King of the Hammers and yep. take pictures of that thing. And yeah. I I, uh, I saw some of the stuff he came back with. It's like, yeah, yep. that's rad. Yeah, I, so we'll be at so Moab. So go to fourwheeler.com. Well. We have a story up on fourwheeler.com. Yes, thank you, guys. Um, and then we'll be at Moab as well, um, wheeling, and we'll do a booth out there. Uh, if there is a uh, certain favorite journalist slash podcast host that would like to go for a drive in Moab to, to experience them, is I th- that? I think we're staying in like condos right next to each other. All right, perfect. Yeah, I'll find you for sure. You know what I I love about him? Not to take it backwards for a second at the end of this interview, you but make it awkward right no, here. No, I'm not. <laughs> I I, Three, I have so much two, respect for, and <laughs> action. God Sorry. damn you guys! <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Like, I love the fact that I'm trying to, like, I'm You can tell he's about to get awkward because he, his lip twitches in the corner, mm. right? It's yeah. a, his tell. Just go ahead. Go. You're good. No, I'll just, no. Bye. See you later, Quinn. No, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think it's awesome that I'm here, like, trying to prod you into, like, admitting, yeah, I'm going to make some inexpensive product. And you're like, no, I yeah. don't give a rat's ass. I'm going to make what's best for me and my customers. And I think that resonates. And we know it. Our listeners know it, your customers know it, and mad respect. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a firm believer that any business has to have a vision and purpose, and if you stray from that, or if your vision and purpose is to make a cheap product, then uh, you're going to make a cheap product. And everyone sees right through it. There you go. People 74 Weld. Thanks, guys. Oh, there's that guy in the back again. He's super excited for portals. Love you, Quinn! I love you, Quinn! No, no. Security, have that man removed. He's a stalker. The rest... Future customers, super I excited. Want your babies. Yeah, that's weird. There, there you go. And we've made it awkward. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. I hope. Yep, for sure. All right, thanks, I'll, guys. I'll do the communication. I won't let lightning within a hundred feet of you. How no, are you going to Moab too? Dare you? How dare you? I would like to, but uh, no, no oh, TRO oh, oh, needed. Home, you won't be within. Holman says I'm not allowed. Miles yeah, from you. I'm not allowed in Utah. <laughs> that wow. was a Utah thing, not a me thing. Uh, maybe I'll check the paperwork. Hey, uh, did you hear? No, I haven't even started it yet. No. We're going to do news. You ready? Let's start news officially. Here we go. Hey, Lightning. What's new in Travis? We need to know. Did you hear? What's new in Travis? We need to know. Lightning, did you hear? What? I'm trying to tell you about news. Did you hear? No! I did not. What? We'll play the intro first and then we'll do it. God. What's new in Travis? We need to know. What's new in Travis? We need to know. What's new in Travis? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Yes, yes, that was good. That, that was, was great. Good. That was excellent. Yes. That Thank you. Thank you for that. Good. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! I did not. What's up? Hmm. You sure? And I'm, 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 no, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm never really sure until you announce the story, and then I'm going to go, oh, yeah, I did hear that, or I didn't. But I think for the sake of this bit, I have to play a no-drop Got every it. time. All right. Get it? All right, that's sure. how it works. Uh, the Hemi replacement has finally been announced. Yes. Yes, I heard it. Okay. <laughs> I think it's pretty rad. Uh, yeah, we're talking about the uh, the straight six, right? So Twin it, turbo? Now uh, now dubbed the Hurricane. Mm-hmm. You may remember uh, Jeep has used that before in its uh, marketing of engines in the past. Uh, it's a three-liter twin turbo straight six 
that will be the uh, primary mover for their trucks and SUVs, at least in the uh, light-duty market, for years to come. There are mixed reviews or mixed uh, – I guess it can't be a review. Why would there be mixed anything feelings. mixed? feelings. Well, no, because I was uh, – Straight I, sixes are rad. Straight sixes are rad. They don't sound necessarily good. No, right? straight sixes sound great. Oh, it's V6. It's V6 yeah. that sound crappy. Yeah, that's true. Okay, no, good straight point. six sounds awesome. Jeeps, BMW. Yeah, my, my wife's stuff. Mercedes that she had for a month. That did yeah. sound good, too. Huh. All right. Okay. Well, anyway, I, there are some groups that guys have mixed emotions. Like, the, there's a TRX group that I've been on um, as I wait here uh, in, in patiently for my truck uh-huh. to arrive. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, hey, man, it's going to make huge power and it's going to get better fuel economy. And then, of course, the guy's like, yeah, but I won't have the same grumble and this nope, and that. sure and, won't. No. But uh, that's what will be. And they've announced two power ratings. I'm guessing TRX gets this engine. I know it's going to be in Ram 1500 for sure. I want to see if it gets into Wrangler. I know it's going in Grand Cherokee for sure. Everything I've seen so far looks pretty rad, although they've only announced uh, two power um, ratings at this point. So the standard output Hurricane will be uh, more than 400 horsepower and more than 450 pound-feet of torque, uh, around 5,800 RPM. The high output variant will be more than 500 horsepower and more than 475 pound-feet of torque. I've seen numbers of around 550, up around uh, 6,100 RPM. Pretty healthy, right? And yes. lighter yeah. weight. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be something like 15% more fuel efficient than the Hemi. And there's going to be two turbos. In and of itself, not a big deal. But the way they're doing it is interesting. They're low inertia turbos, except rather than having uh, a compound setup where you have one feeding the other, mm-hmm. there are two turbos, and each turbo is responsible for three cylinders. So what they're doing is getting uh, rid of turbo lag, allowing them to spool up a lot faster. And rather than having the compound arrangement... You just have to worry about those two smaller turbos, which can spool up really fast, right. feeding 1.5 liters versus something bigger trying to feed all three liters. Yeah, I mean, uh, could be cool. It's the opposite of those guys with the with the uh, the pull trucks with massive turbos, sure. right? And it just takes forever to spool up. These are going to be lightning quick. Yeah, and uh, really, uh, was that a pun there? Okay, no, just, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, uh, upon no, uh, engineers say the new engines will uh, maintain at least 90 percent of peak torque from 2350 RPM all the way up. Okay. So that's that's healthy. That should be good for uh, towing. Uh, and then uh, they've been designed so you uh, you'll be able to hybridize them, uh, add electrification. Well, you know, of course, all those things that are mm-hmm. happening in the world right now. They claim that uh, there'll be obviously uh, less CO two and emissions, uh, all that kind of stuff. And the good thing with uh, turbos, they'll be tunable. Well, yes, technically, be interesting to see how legal it will be, but they will be tunable. Uh, we'll see because I've... Oh, or will Stellantis slash Ram lock us out of the ECM? Hmm. Well, I don't know, but what was interesting, and I haven't seen in the press releases, but I've heard uh, people talking about it, there was a patent that showed the turbo uh, mani- being cast into the manifolds, the housings. Oh. So if that's the case... You ain't changing lot- it. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. It says... Uh, the block is a cast aluminum, but plasma transfer wire arc technology was employed to spray vaporized steel alloy onto each cylinder wall, something uh, that we've seen on uh, Ford's uh, old Voodoo V8. The result is a strong coating with almost perfect metal-on-metal bond with 10 times the wear resistance of traditional coatings, and it's 50% thinner. Uh, they claim that this also saves three pounds per engine block compared to the traditional iron liner, and the new spray liner still has a mirror finish after durability testing, and uh, something that uh, most engines can't, can't definitely can't claim. The Hurricane is a dual overhead cam designed with direct injection, individual cooling system for the turbos, separate from the engine and cooling circuit. There's a structural oil pan, which anybody who has a, a three-liter uh, eco diesel will know about the kind of structural bed plate and 
oil pan that they have in that, right? I don't. Okay. I should, but right. I don't Move. since we do sell those VMATOR <laughs> engines. I figured you I need to do a little research because I feel foolish. I don't know anything about it. It says uh, there's a structural oil pan with a pump that can circulate oil during extreme driving conditions. And as a unit, the standard output weighs in at uh, 430 pounds and the high output comes in at 441 pounds, both fully dressed and they're lighter than the outgoing Hemi, which means uh, better handling and hopefully a lower center of gravity. Uh, the Hemi is a pretty tall engine, so... Another key efficiency of the new Hurricane engine is uh, the fact that they share a number of components, although the turbos are different. Standard output achieves a peak boost of 22 PSI and the high output 26 PSI. So it sounds like there's some uh, some room to, to grow there. So uh, I don't know. I uh, if, if I got to say goodbye to V8s, a twin turbo inline six is not a horrible place to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you were about to shed a tear for the outgoing V8s, like someone just... They took their thumb and they took the tear and they pushed it and back pushed up back in your, your eye. eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's not a V8, but it ain't bad. Right. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? I mean, no, no. I don't think so. Chevy replaces teenager's truck ravaged by a tornado. Uh, we covered that. I, well, I asked you if you had heard, and you said you didn't. But I didn't know at oh, the time. Okay. I was just checking. I, like I, this oh, is a Lightning so story right here. I say, yes. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. The 2023 Mercedes AMG G63. G63. Glenda Wagon. Okay, yes. Edition 55 celebrates 55 years of AMG. Dang. Yeah, Dang. I've never uh, I've never been a G-Wagon guy. Some people love those things. They're just, to me, it's a, it's a very expensive shoebox with a big engine. Uh, they sound great. And, uh, man. They fit a lot of shoes. You know, I don't even think I've ridden in one. Have you? I have not. Uh, you know who has? Johnny Lieberman? Yes, many times. Mm. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I did uh, not. The U.S. Postal Service finally cuts a check for its uh, new mail truck. Now, wait a minute. That's the band? You, the Postal Service out of uh, the Bay nope, Area? this would be the U.S. Postal Service, ah, as in the United States. I see. Uh, apparently, uh, they told the EPA to shove it, and now the first order <laughs> of 50,000 vehicles has been placed with Oshkosh Defense, which means that you should uh, see a new mail truck near you soon. 50,000 doesn't seem like uh, enough to cover the whole country. No, it's not. It's This is just their, you know, first order. Okay. I'm sure it's going to be uh, in batches. It doesn't say how long it'll take to uh, put all those uh, 50,000 on the street. So uh, something interesting about the first order is the allocation split because it uh, looks like uh, they're trying to silence their critics at least a little bit. Out of the 50,000 in the first batch, 10,019 of them will be battery electric vehicles. Okay. So that's about 20% or so of the first order, uh, the total order right now. Valued at $2.98 billion. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Of course, Oshkosh says the order can be adjusted in the future if they allocate more budget. And I would imagine that, uh, you know, these things are going to be uh, proliferating your streets uh, on a regular basis. I'd say almost daily. Although, that's going to be a battle between them and the Amazon, you know, vans. I mean, it, it, it's going to- They already battle. Dude, I my office at home is on the second floor and looks out onto my street. Mm-hmm. Between UPS, Amazon, FedEx, and the Postal Service, there. I mean, who's I've, got the coolest rigs right now? Though, I mean, uh, I think Amazon's got the better rigs, right? They're doing yeah, sprinters. Pro- probably Amazon, I'd say. Yeah. Although our postal guys have uh, Ram Promasters, so they got the big tall vans. Yeah, those are not cool. And then uh, other front wheel drive. Eh. No. And then uh, you've got. I saw the other day where uh, two Amazon guys were on the Fist same fighting. Cold, no, no, cul de sac oh. at the same time, <laughs> and they high fived each other as they drove by. How, how do they do that? Because one guy was parked and he was walking, hopping back in, and the other guy had a delivery right behind the cul-de-sac. So as he pulled by, he just high-fived him. And I watched the whole thing out my window. So wait, but, the, but why are they both there? Their doors are opposite. No, I've seen two No, Amazons. because one was parked and yeah. he was getting in from his delivery. I see. And so the other guy came up, high-fived him, and I was like, gotcha. 
Well, a lot of camaraderie there. Why are, you why are they both there? Yeah. No, it seems like bad scheduling if there's two Amazon trucks at the on same your time. Tree. Yeah, yeah, that's bad use of fuel. And then the uh, FedEx and the UPS guy, they totally blocked the cul-de-sac. And then they were just getting a brawl. <laughs> they started throwing fight. boxes at each other. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my God. What happens when the DHL guy shows up? Well, nobody likes him. <laughs> he's, he's weird and global. So, uh, Lightning, did you hear? No, I did not. Uh, the James Bond 007 franchise is now 60. And it's getting a present from Land Rover. Really? Tell me more. Uh, I am a huge Bond fan. I love me some James Bond. And well, they we, killed him in the last stupid movie, but, and I'm not okay with that. I know, but he'll be back. He'll be back. Idiots. Will he be a woman or will he be black? Do we don't know? He's dead. James Bond that, is dead. That there can James be nothing Bond, else. That James Bond is dead. That's, the whole thing's wrong. Hmm. You don't kill James Bond. Anyway. Uh, James Bond is turning 60. Well, not the actual James Bond, but just the franchise. Uh, James the, Bond will never get older. The 007 first movie, Dr. No, was released October 5th, 1962. Such a good movie, You by saw the way. that in the theater, right? No, you're <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, Land Rover celebrating the milestone, the one-off Bond-themed Defender. The uh, special Defender is not just for show. It'll participate in the 2022 Bowler Defender Challenge at the end of the month with uh, 007 stunt driver Mark Higgins behind the wheel. Claire Williams, former deputy team principal of the Williams F1 team, will help Higgins on the rally. Higgins, a three-time British rally champion, has participated as a stunt driver in four Bond movies, including Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre, and No Time to Die. Except it apparently was a time to die because they freaking killed off James Bond. Uh, anyway, look at the pictures. Uh, the Defender 90 features black and gold Bond stickers, uh, 007 60th logo on the side, and uh, designers added the names of each of the 25 Bond films across the hood. So uh, nearly 40 years Land Rover vehicles have been featured in 007 Movies. Um, anyway, this one's powered by the uh, two-liter turbocharged four-cylinder, makes 296 horsepower and 295 pound-feet of torque. And uh, yeah. Anyway, moving right along. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? How about new? No, I did not. I don't think I did. Anyway, a Jeep teased uh, Grand Cherokee 4xe Wrangler and Gladiator concepts for the 2022 Easter Jeep Safari, which I will be attending in a couple weeks. Is that the same one that uh, your wife's buying? Uh, we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Right now, the uh, used car. Prices are so insane. Mm-hmm. If we get her a four by E with the incentives in California, we can like basically trade hers in for basically what we have in the better. What, she's driving what now? A 2021 Grand Cherokee. Okay. And we can get the discount plus the incentives plus the money we get on hers, and we can probably get back into a brand new one for the same payment. And if we go with the four by E, which is the, uh, the hybrid plug in, uh, I've got a charger at my house. I think we've talked about that in the yep. past. Yep. So she was. Completely opposed to getting a 4xE, and I just drove one, and I just got back from Texas, and that's what I was there doing was driving the new 4xEs, which I can't tell you about quite yet. Um, but it was impressive enough that I told her, I said, you know, for your 11-mile commute- Damn Sorry, a little late on that one. For your 11-mile <laughs> commute each way, she uh-huh. could be on battery power the whole time and not even touch gas. Uh, so for her, it makes sense because she can plug in every night, and she can be on battery power and- uh, might not have to get fuel for, for like, like three weeks. Yeah, three or four weeks or something oh, like that'd that. That'd be nice. That'd be interesting. So yeah. I'm interested in the technology. I'm uh, For the right use case, I think things make sense. Tell me more about this Moab situation. I was uh, sufficiently impressed where uh, we may add one to the driveway. Uh, well, they're just teasing. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes out. They had a, a QR code Jeep Gladiator uh, that showed a sketch. There was a uh, Grand Cherokee uh, concept and then also uh, one of the... Uh, Renderings looked like a Wrangler Gladiator mashup. Huh? Let me see. So what Wrangler is, what Gladiator mashup. It's like a Wrangler about? with a truck bed. 
me see. This right here? Yeah. That, huh. It, I, it, yeah. That's a weird uh, rendering. It's That's, a doorless it's, rendering, right? But it seems to show two more like a painting. Seats. Yeah, it's strange. But uh, it doesn't have doors or a top, and, but there's a bed in the back, but it doesn't look like quite like a gladiator. I don't know. So I guess I'll tell you guys when I get out there. Uh, so anyway, there's uh, the uh, QR code Jeep Gladiator, the Grand Cherokee 4xE, uh, the Wrangler Gladiator mashup with the bed. Shortened Gladiator? Not sure. We'll see. Yeah. And the Rubicon 20 concept. The first year of the Wrangler Rubicon was 2003, so this is the big uh, 2.0 anniversary. And as you guys know, uh, Rubicon is a uh, hell of a big deal across the Jeep lineup. So anyway, uh, I'll uh, have more for you when I get back from Moab in a few weeks. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I think no. so. Hmm. No. 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 No, I did not. Uh, the uh, Ford F-150 Lightning EV pickup. EPA driving range was leaked out, but then confirmed. Oh, this is the uh, the tweet by Jim Farley that I saw. Yes. So uh, you want me to read it? Go for it. Final EPA estimated range for F-150 Lightning, says Jim Farley. XLT, Lariat, and Pro trims 320 miles with extended range, a scant 230 for standard. He didn't say the scant part, yeah. but that's, uh, yeah. And then he says platinum trim, 300 miles. That's 20 more miles than our initial target for uh, extended range. Congrats to Ford engineers who keep making Ford F-150 Lightning even better. Um, 230. Uh, just, I mean, not, no, I mean, it's not blah. <laughs> I just think that if you're using, hey, listen, if you're a contractor and all you do is drive around town all yeah. day, it's fine. Sure. Especially if you can plug in every night. I guess so. But if you want to go on road trips and things like that, like most people that I know use their trucks as the family hauler to go places. Right. Probably not great. Nope, you're on the side of the road somewhere. Praying for a solar panel. No, you're on the side of the road plugged in somewhere. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, Ford standard range battery setup is 98 kilowatt hours. It'll deliver, like you said, 230 miles in pro trim. The extended range battery pack is 131 kilowatt hours and is estimated to offer the 320 miles of range. It looks like a platinum slightly less at 300, but it's probably, I'm guessing, because of the weight maybe? If you're loaded up with all the accoutrement yeah, and cooled and heated seats and all that good stuff. The what? The accoutrement that you will need. Accoutrement! <laughs> exactly. Uh, vehicle charge time at 240 volts is listed for the standard range pro trim at 11.9 hours. Extended range pro and Lariat trims are listed at 10.1 hours, and the platinum trim is 9.3 hours. So it's definitely an overnight uh, charge kind of a kind of a vehicle. And that's uh, with, a, with a 240 charge? That's with a 240 volt, yeah. Got it. If you're doing 110 at your buddy's house, that's uh, three days to charge up? Yeah, that's a long time. Hmm. Uh, The trims with the longest range are the most efficient, with the Pro and Lariat achieving estimated 70 MPGE. The Platinum is rated at 68 MPGE, and the standard range Pro trim is 66 MPGE. That leaves the new F-150 lighting at the lower end of the EV efficiency rankings. And uh, real close to uh, Rivian with their R1T and R1S competitors, Ford also confirmed that it was going to be rapidly expanding production estimates to scale up to 150,000 Lightnings a year. Dang. Due to high demand. Production is set for this spring. Is that a coincidence? 150? Ford F-150, 150,000? No, Lightning. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what are you doing over there? It's not called the F-150,000. Anyway, it'll be built at Ford's Rouge Electric Vehicle (laughs) Center in Dearborn, Michigan. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, I did not, Luke. Uh, Ram may be working on a mid-sized truck. Ram working on a mid-sized truck. So as you guys Tell know, me more. the uh, 
gladiator based. Is it called that Dakota. Rammer Ramrevik? No, it's not called the Ramrevik. <laughs> the gladiator based uh, Dakota was killed a while back, but it sounds like uh, they might not be done yet. So, will be interesting. Will it be electric? Will it be midsize? Will it be smaller? It will be all those things that you uh, just mentioned. Will it be based on the uh, South American 700 truck, which I I don't see that happening? Will it be unibody? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Eh. Mm. I need a meh drop. You need to buzz that one. Yeah. Meh. That's what we say. In advance. We don't know anything about it. We're just saying meh in advance. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I did not. Uh, based on spy photos, uh, people have uh, started to uh, talk about the 2024 Chevy Silverado HD and Sierra HD uh, getting the ZR2 in Ooh. AT4X treatment. Ooh. So uh, power wagons and tremors, look out. GM is coming for you. So uh, if it's ZR2, it most likely has those cool Multimatic shocks on them. I'm going out to drive the Silverado ZR2 in a couple weeks. What? And hope to bring you back some uh, good uh, impressions. And that. I'm coming with you, right? Um, don't not that I'm aware of. Moving along. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, I did not. Uh, there's some crazy quote from the I guess it was the CEO of Audi, where somebody asked about a possible pickup truck, and he said, now "Wait, is that the same guy in the Audi that tried to race us just now on the 405 against your TRX and uh, the no. carpool lane to fast lane and no. uh, revving on you?" Yeah, no, that was that was funny. We had a minivan in front of us. There's no way for us to flex. So this we just, just happened on the way to the studio. Just pointed. I'm like, dude, there's a car in front. What do you want from me? Anyway. So this guy rolls up in a. I can't, was it was it. Wrapped because it was a matte. Yeah, it was a wrapped. It was like a SQ5 or whatever. It was the top of the line, although it was kind of skinnier tires. It was than smaller. I it was a smaller one. Yeah, yeah. He's on our left in the carpool lane and rolls up and just gooses on you yeah. and like rolls up like a couple of car lengths and comes back and then does it again and then he made eye contact with yeah. you. So he looks go. up at Holman yeah. and, and Holman like he goes, "I'd race you, but and he and <laughs> no, Holman, I did not say that. <laughs> no, you didn't. But you you pointed. No, I the pointed fr- to the Odyssey in front of us. I'm like, like, where am I going to go? I, I'm going to rear end the guy in yeah. front of me. I can't go. And the guy who he was frustrated. Yeah, he was no, like, he, no, I, let's race. No, I'm like, where no, no, am I no, going no, to no, go? No, no, I don't think he was racing us. He wanted to hear the exhaust. Is that what he wanted? Yeah, he wanted to hear how rad the TRX sounds. No, why? If he wanted that, why was he accelerating like to get him to get my attention? No, it yes, was to get, no, no he's, he nobody have... races lighting. That's 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 just not <laughs> smart. That is, sure. um, it's not mature. Uh huh. It's uh, it's not. Uh, You're saying it's also illegal. It's illegal. Yes, I see. Yes, but hearing somebody's exhaust, as long as it is factory like this one and is under. The uh, DB limit is uh-huh. perfectly legal. Did you see that New York is outlawing all aftermarket exhausts that are louder than stock? Did you see that? The state of New York, not New York City, the state of New York outlawing all aftermarket exhausts that are louder than stock. And you know what I say to that? We'll see. That is what I say. All right. Anyway, back to this Audi story. Audi CEO Marcus Duesman says, uh, we was asked about a possible pickup, and he says, Quote, unquote, I can't promise that we will do one, but we are looking into it. And then everybody went, Audi's looking at a pickup truck. Uh, what? That's kind of a non-story, but mm, I yeah. just thought what was, you know, I saw all these people like, ooh, Audi pick, and you're like, really? Do you care-ish? I don't know if I'd care. I mean, I like Audi products. I don't I, know if I would care about a pickup. I mean, I care. It's a story for us, but yeah, I don't I, I don't know. know. We'd have to see. Kind of like, eh. Hmm. Yeah. Meh. Eh. <clears throat> hey, Lightning, did... Uh, did I tell you? Did you? T- uh, no. No? Uh, the F-150 Lightning can tow 10,000 pounds? 
No. Oh, well, the F-150 can, the Lightning can tow uh, 10,000 pounds. That's pretty significant. Yeah, Ford- uh, For yeah. like 80 feet? Uh, no. They uh, actually did torture testing up I-70 in Colorado in the Davis Dam in uh, Arizona and uh, posted a bunch of pictures about uh, how their team uh, tests. They did everything between negative two degrees and 118 degrees. Yeah, that's what you get by the Davis Dam. It is yeah. just broiling hot up there. Yeah, so uh, the Ike Gauntlet is the eight-mile section of uh, Colorado's Interstate 70. So it's a uh, steady 7% incline leading up to 11,158 feet above sea level. And the trailers that Ford used were tandem axle box trailers loaded to 10,000 pounds. They were 24 feet long. And uh, it was interesting. Uh, Ford in the press release uh, was very specific about the frontal area and what they used and all that kind of stuff because they wanted to show people that, hey, this is not an aerodynamic trailer and uh, our trucks are able Just to Just a regular that. cargo trailer. Just a regular cargo trailer. Yeah, should have pulled like a horse trailer so the, the cargo was moving around like – that that's tougher to tow, isn't they it? Just put a swimming pool in the back and fill oh, it so water. I was thinking about that. Like have a have Road a shift. Got, no, have a, like a frat party in the back. Hey, lightning! Did you hear? <laughs> no, no, I did not. No frat parties. No, no frat of, parties. Uh, no Mm-mm. tow trailers. All right, uh, last story. Uh, apparently, a GMC dealer marked up a twenty twenty two GMC Hummer EV truck. So the person who ordered it had put in the reservation, and apparently it arrived. At the dealer, and this was a Penske Buick GMC of Cerritos, so down the street from where you live. Okay. All right. So uh, can you guess what the markup was? Well, what, what did it start at? Do we know? I believe it was uh, first edition, like 110000 Okay. I'm going to say that they marked it up an additional 30000 50000 for ah! a total of... $177,013. Could you imagine, in good faith, you order with your dealer, you wait six months, it comes in, he goes, yeah, but it's 50000 more than, it's 50% more expensive than what you thought you were going to be paying. You know, in and fact, you know, and you know what, and you I'm say, tell our you're fr- a lying sack of <laughs> No, I'm going to call our friend Jackson Ellis, who you uh, order your Ram from, and tell him to do that to you. No. Yeah. No, you're not. Fact, we should call him. We no. probably, anyway. No. Right. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, I uh, don't think I heard. What? Time to check our inbox. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. All right, Holman is now divvying up the uh, emails. Like he's a car dealer in Las Vegas. One for him, one for me. Who's getting blackjack here? Do you want me to start? Or you're going to start. Nope, you can go right ahead. I will start. Uh, got the joke is the subject line from John Gamble. I guess that makes me old. So that punchline was for a series of disgusting and mostly funny jokes. Uh, still keeping my 40TJ, but shopping for a new truck. And you guys aren't making it easy. Sent via the Pony Express. So John is referencing a, uh, so you want to go camping? Uh, and the answer is yes. So head over to our Facebook page, to our events tab, and uh, you can uh, select uh, to go camping with us. We've got the Olaf events link that will take you there. Yeah. And uh, if you put in Lightning Sucks, they hold the price, $149 for uh, per person for the weekend of uh, April 22nd through the 24th in uh, historic Goffs, California. Strangely, I'm okay with that uh, that discount code. I mean, it does. It does well for our listeners. It's, yeah, it's yeah, bad for it's me, but easy it's good for, for them you to remember. Yeah. 
They can see you suck in person if you go camping with lightning. No, I will uh, not be sucking anything in. Maybe may uh, no, poorly phrased. No, no. And also, by the way, I looked up the uh, the, the joke. Yeah. Good. So let's go camping. Yep, just leave it alone. we can't talk nope. about that. All right. Hey, uh, EcoBoost discussion from our friend Dakota Black. Hey, Lightning and Holman. What's up? Listening to the fresh episode this morning, I heard the emailer talk about the EcoBoost engine issues and wanted to give my two cents. Our shop has worked on quite a few of these motors, at least the older ones from 11 to 15. And personally, from what I've seen, I'm not a fan. We've seen exactly what the emailer's talking about. If it's not cam phaser chain issues, it's turbocharger issues. I'm sure that the later model stuff is better and time will tell. However, from all the training we've gone through to understand the weak points, I have suggested that people stay clear. Really? Of all EcoBoosts? Um, hmm. Specifically, the V6, I would say. Yeah. Uh, as with all things, these systems will continue to be improved. However, historically, the turbocharged gas engines have been riddled with issues on cars that in all reality should be very reliable. Sure, you can argue maintenance is a key factor, especially with the chain phaser concerns, but the car's trucks we've seen have had all their maintenance done. I do wonder what the future will be like as a technician, given that most manufacturers are either going to go to small turbocharged engines or electric. Time will tell. Anyway, great show as always, and a good listen while I'm wrenching. And that's, again, our uh, friend Dakota Black. Appreciate that. So I think that, um, I mean, Holman, you know how many, a ton of mechanics, right? And I think if, if you're a mechanic... You see all the problems. You're not seeing the vast majority of the fleet, right? You're seeing the guys that are arrive at your shop. So you think, oh my God, every F one fifty with a V six twin turbo has yeah. got to have issues. Well, when, if you go on the same the, thing with the forums, like it's all the people having problems. They are making hundreds of thousands of these vehicles, and like five people will uh, be like, oh, I have the same problem, or there'll be a bunch of threads across different forums of the same guy posting in every forum to get an answer, and it just looks like there's a lot more problems than there are. So I experienced that this week. On Monday, a guy posted on four Duramax forums yep. the same problem. And if you I see it on the regular forums all the time, and, and if you weren't a member of, uh, uh, you were a member of one, but not the other yeah. three, you'd be like, "Oh my God, everyone has this problem." It's this one dude, and it just um, it's unfortunate because you can be dissuaded from purchasing a vehicle based on a very very small number of uh, unhappy customers. Subject line is electric question mark. All right, so he's asking, so this summer with all the electric cars on the streets, right? When they have issues with their AC units and during the heat waves. You're talking about your house AC I unit. I think he's talking about the house AC unit. Yeah, and um, he, he's got an issue with, I'm, I'm going to decipher what I think he's writing here because it's all kind of discombobulated. He's wondering when there are AC, when their AC is on, what will command more energy? Charging cars or the home AC unit? Have any power plants up their outage planning for the amount of electric cars sold this year? I have not heard. And he says, five stars to you guys. No, in fact, a lot of uh, places are uh, getting rid of power plants. Five star review! Five stars! Like here in California. Hey, uh, we're going to shut down our two nuke plants, but uh, we're going to make you have an electric vehicle eventually. Go figure. Uh, yeah, listen, there's a lot of unsolved Mysteries? Yeah, mysteries, questions uh, about where we go from here. You know, I uh, there's been some pushback, uh, obviously, with the price of gasoline and understanding how, you know, the gas market works. There's people turning to electrification, but then there's also people who have realized as they turn to electrification that it doesn't fit every need. And uh, they're not uh, – I was talking to a guy the other day. He was talking about how he loves his new EV, except for the fact that when they went on a family trip – um, they almost didn't make it to Baker on their way to Vegas. And while they were filling up uh, with the charger, the AC wouldn't run because it was keeping the battery cool because it was a warm day. 
and having two small kids in car seats in the back was miserable because they were on the side of the road basically for four hours charging, uh, and he had to wait in line to charge, and that the vehicle, it was just a miserable experience because it extended their trip so much longer because of plugging in. And he was like, it was me by myself, maybe not a big deal, but uh, I don't oh, know yeah. if I would go back Crying to Crying children EV. in the back. Yeah. Oof. So he said, you know, everybody's hot and miserable and just wasn't a, wasn't a great experience. So- I, I think there's a lot of unknowns, uh, like I said before. I am I think they know, open to it in the right use case. What will solve this are just uh, roadside nuclear plants. I don't think that no? that will solve oh. it. Mm, okay. Lighting. All right, uh, I got this one from uh, Eric Stevens. He says, Dear Lightning. Yes, just lightning. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm going to read it anyway. Oh, no. This cannot be good. I'm a metal polisher, mostly for uh, commercial trucks. I polish fuel tanks and grills and visors on beautiful Kenworths and Peterbilts. Oh, I from- did, did I tell you that story when I, when I was out at um, Daytona Truck Meet and watching those guys polish those trucks? The ones that were like nickel-coated or I, purple, I purple could, people? Yeah, I couldn't see them. Like, I, yeah. I had no idea if they were brown guys or white guys or what. Like They were yeah, completely they just, coated. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they were sitting there smoking right next to all that. It was insane. I'm like, something's going to explode. Yeah, that's not that's not good. Or, or you're just going to, yeah, anyway. Uh, from time to time, people send me wheels off their pickup trucks. Just the other day, a gentleman sent me a message asking to do a set of pickup truck wheels, and I asked if I could fix his curb rash. He sent me pictures, and it wasn't too crazy. But then I thought, hey, I should send this to Lighting's Instagram page that he's always begging people to send pictures to. Well, to be honest, I couldn't remember the name of the page. Luckily, your co-host, Mr. Sean P. Holman, and I converse on Instagram, and I asked him for fear of... Hurting your feelings. He quickly responded with the correct information, and I found your page, only to find out that you have it set to super private and I can't message you. You've touted your page on the Truck Show podcast asking listeners for submissions and then lock us out. It's okay. Really, it's fine. I'm not mad lightning. I'm just disappointed. I'll just continue to hang out on Team Holman and listen to Scott and follow Adventure Jeep and Odd Ford, because at least he'll write back. Keep up the good work, Holman. Sincerely, Eric. Here's the weird thing, Eric. I have gone into the settings in that Instagram account. That it, wreck it rim is the one we're talking about here. And I'm embarrassed to say I can't figure out why it's not accepting any messages. I swear to you. There is a setting in your settings that you f- click a slider. Then you, you tell me. I'm going to open oh, it right now. Well, I need your phone. I don't... I'm going to hand you my phone. All right. There it is. It's open to wreck it rim. Tell me if, where it is. Okay, I'm changing it to Lightning Sucks is new. <laughs> Don't even do that. <laughs> you know, it's cool. I, I already I ch- have that. If I change it, uh-huh. uh, it's 60 days before you can change it back. Yeah, please don't do uh, that. Would I mean, awesome. I would appreciate you not doing that. All right, so I'm going into uh, settings here. Yep, settings. Right, settings. All okay, right. into Wreck-It Rim on Instagram. Yep. All right, and you go to privacy. Yeah. And uh, comments everyone, mentions everyone. Yeah. Uh, messages. Yes. What does it say under messages? And under messages, it says potential connections. Your followers on Instagram. And it uh, says you can uh, receive message requests. That's what I thought. Yep. Okay. So I'm open to everyone at this mm. point. Um, uh, listen, request, guys, request. I, I run I run Banks Instagram. I run my Instagram. I run Lockjaw C20 Instagram. All of those except messages. Why would I shut this one out, especially after being on the podcast asking for photos? I can't figure it out. And there's no one you can contact in Instagram. It's Facebook. Good luck with that. There's a setting. I've seen it. I'll, I'll play around with it after the show. Well, what about this Instagram account? Oh, you're talking about playing around with it. I see. Oh, lightning. <laughs> episode 215, subject line from Nathan. Ever since Monday after listening to episode 215, when it's time to go to bed, the kids are asleep and the house is quiet. I lay down, close my eyes, and my brain says, Billy Creech does it. Explore. And I laugh out loud. Thanks a lot. You guys are awesome. 
I think he's talking about Billy Creech, Desert Explorer. <laughs> Billy Creech, Desert Explorer. Yeah, that was Holman, all star <laughs> right there. And then the full thing Billy Creech, Desert <laughs> Explorer. Funny. Hey, ho! Teach us what you know. Go ahead, Billy. We're waiting. Wait. Billy? <laughs> Billy? I uh, was talking to him the other day, and I think I answered my phone. I go, Hello, is this Billy Creech, Desert Explorer? And I think he just had some... Uh, not, yeah. not nice not, things not, to say? Yeah, not nice yeah, things not to kind. say. Yes, okay. Uh, all right, I uh, got this one from uh, Matt Weich. Uh, hey, Lightning. Another one just yes. for you. Oh, no. Anyway, uh, he says, I was listening to episode 215. You were wondering what to do about protecting your new truck, wrap, yes. or ceramic. How about another opinion? Paint protection film, clear bra. I'm guessing you've already had plans to tint your windows. Maybe your favorite tint shop does PPF as well. Some of the films have crazy warranties, like 10 years. Some, or maybe all, can be self-healing. I'm sure you've already uh, familiarized with yourself with them, but what are your thoughts on it? You too, Holman. Uh, so I did ceramic on my truck. It was nice at first, just like you described. Nothing sticks. Water beads right off at first. But I'm not that impressed. Two years in, can't even tell. I wouldn't recommend doing just ceramics. Seems like a waste. Sean is right. So uh, I I am familiar with uh, paint protection film. My Mercedes is wrapped in uh, Kavacha, and that is by Ceramic Pro. And I'm really impressed with it. Um, I am trying to get someone, for whatever reason, Ceramic Pro, they hooked me up, and they did a beautiful job on the Mercedes. Um, they left you? And it was, and then they were like, Never and I said, let's get you on the show. And they're like, mm, not so much. I'm like, well, I don't understand. Like, we just, you did the car, let's yeah. get you on. Like, no. The guy's name is Sam. Sam, if you're listening from Ceramic Pro... Dude, come on the show, please. The right. Kavacha is, it's seriously great. All right, so Matt continues. However, I did PPF on my car, front bumper, uh, headlights, fog lights, full hood, full front fenders, mirror, and A-pillars. No regrets at all. I would highly recommend it. Later, I even added PPF to my uh, truck, front bumper, lights, partial hood. If you went this route, then you might consider ceramic on top of the PPF. I think ceramic or something similar or something designed for PPF could be a good complement to the film, just not ceramic on its own. Adams Polishes is a local company here in Denver. Been around 20 years or more. They opened up a store in your neck of the woods two or three years ago. They have all kinds of cool stuff. Every car wash detail product you can imagine, including ceramics and graphene. We use their stuff at work. They've been uh, very helpful to us. Maybe they could help you decide or even shed some light on these products and add some content for the show or even do a tour. Congratulations on the truck. Can't wait for you to get it. It's been a journey listening to you as you navigate the market to try and find the right truck or the perfect truck for you while poor Holman is worn out just waiting for you to finally pick a truck. I can relate. I take forever trying to make the perfect choice when it comes to do the, doing this stuff. I have to remind myself that choices like this are not forever and just pull the trigger. And I'm glad you did. It'd be awesome. 700 horsepower will never get old, especially when you add the pedal monster. Yeah, buddy. Holman, thanks for getting my last name right on Know Your Note I sent in. Seriously, no one ever gets it right. Good job guessing the note on the Duramax. You guys are so close. It was great. So cool to hear it on the show. Five stars, guys. Five stars. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. Thank you for that. And by the way, I I say Matt White, Mm W-Y-C-H-E, and I don't know if I'm saying it right this time. I just know I got it right before. Detailing subject line from uh, Chris Whipple. Hey there, fellers. Lightning listening to the episode on detailing right now with uh, the guys from uh, Shine. So you were asking about manufacturing. I myself am a private label manufacturing company. Super simple. Somebody comes up to you with a product. We help them uh, figure out what the packaging is and we blend it for them and we package it up and it's a really cool setup. Here's a picture of one of my pieces of equipment that I fill 116 ounce bottles per minute with. And the photo here, it's, uh, that's a crazy looking contraption that fills bottles, I'm sure, at an alarming rate. 
uh, super high tech. And uh, Chris, we may have to talk as Lightning and Holman are considering starting their own line of uh, car care products. I just made that up. I, I just on the spot. Going to say I don't. I, we, we now know Chris Whipple. Okay. And if we wanted uh, private label, we want Truck Show podcast. Dude, I got it. I got it. No, 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 no. Hold up. No, 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 no. I got it. I got it. I know what to call our product line. The Jizzalent. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. The G is silent. Yes. The G. The G is silent. The Jizzalent. So what is the, that? It's no. goo you put on your car to so make your wheel shiny. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's okay. All right. I'm well, going to hang on to Chris's uh, Chris Whipple. We're going to hang on to this email because I'm serious. We are going to do. I'm glad you're serious, finally. Yeah, I know I'm serious. I think this would be fun. I had a listener ask me for the weld off the other day, and I'm like, yeah, the lightning never followed up, so. I think this would be fun, don't you? Just not not a whole car care line, but just right, like. just the jizzling. Just, no. Yes, you could type in jizzling on Amazon with trend as a uh, as a word. It might be the best car ever. I just had to bleep that out. Why? Because we can't say that word. Car was in front of it. It doesn't matter. I can't say that other word. That's all bleeped out now. And that too. Gonna jizz all over my car. When I get excited and I want shininess, I jizz on my car with the jizzling. That just all beeps. It's got to be annoying to listen to. That's awesome. I'm sorry about that, guys. I'm sorry that I made lightning bleep a <laughs> hundred times, especially when you say jizz. Also, Banks Pedal Monster on Jeep JK subject line from. Uh, the guy's name, it looks like Mark, I'm guessing, because it's cut off. It's just RK. Uh, hey, Lightning and Holman, I've been a uh, listener since episode 20. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in all those episodes. Love the show, uh, but it's about time Banks was a sponsor. I never would have bought a Pedal Monster for my Jeep JK without you guys talking about it first. It's exactly what these drive-by-wire cars need. I hate the pedal response. I hate dead pedal. Keep up the great work. And you guys also push me over the edge for getting Motor Trend on demand. That's cool. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I love Dude, I was watching Texas Metal last night, Holman. Yep. Last night watching Texas Metal, and we have to get Bill from Extensive. We tried like two years ago. I, f- I feel like I have invested so much time in Texas Metal that you have that to know that now he owes me to come on the show. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it He works. doesn't okay. know it, but I feel like he owes me. Anyway, so he says, um, now if only gas could get back under $4 a gallon, I can try out the track setting on my Pedal Monster. Yeah, yeah, it, we need to uh, reduce those gas prices. Five stars since the episode 20. Five star review! Five stars! Thank you, Mark, for that email. Appreciate it very much. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. We love, love, love you guys writing us. We love reading them on the air. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show, the Truck Show, the Truck Show, oh, oh. He's at LBC Lightning. I'm at Sean B. Holman. We are at Truck Show Podcast. You can uh, send us a message on the socials or you can uh, send us a voicemail on their Google Voice. 657-205-6105. No, I I paused so you would think I was forgetting and you were like ready to jump in. I was. But you didn't. You held it. 657-205-6105. It's five-star hotline. Again, we didn't get a chance to play those calls, but we will on the the next episode. 657-205-6105. And if you can't remember it, which I know you can't, just go to our Instagram. Click the, uh, what is it, uh, the bio, and then there it is, a call button. Just press the call button. It'll dial right for you. Or on your phone in your hand right now, 657-205-6105. Do it that way. Yeah, the sure. old, or, or if you find a payphone, also 
657-205-6105. If you go to your grandma's house and there's one of those dial phones, yeah. but with the little spinny disc thing, yeah, yeah 657-205-6105. Also, if you go to uh, one of those push-button phones, 657-205-6105. Doesn't matter what you do, that code will get you. Now, wait a minute. What if you're in the middle of the desert on the way to Goff's? Yes. Okay, and you pull over yes. because your electric truck ran out of, out of juice, uh-huh. and you find a pay phone. Yes. What phone number do you push in to leave us a message to let us know that you ran out of electricity on the way to Goff's to camp with us on uh, uh, the 20, zero. 20 through 24th or whatever it is, 22nd zero. through 24th? You, zero. zero? Zero? Yeah, what? so that way you can do a uh, collect call. Yeah. Because that way uh, you, you're out of money. You don't have change in your pocket. There's no way to pay for it. So zero. And then just tell her, connect you to 657-205-6105. There's no one to, we can't pay that That's bill. the joke. That's funny. Oh. Right? It's not funny because then we won't get a message. I want to hear from the guy. And who they're still stuck on the side of the road? Yeah. No, I, I, I want to hear it while he's stuck on the side of the yeah. road. Yeah. I got nothing for you. I couldn't make it to Goffs, a-holes. <laughs> <laughs> Drove an EV. Ran out of juice. Really? Help me. Hook a brother off. That's weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. What's wrong with you? <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, listen, uh, if you guys want to go camping in April 22nd through 24th, hit up our uh, Facebook page, Events. We've got a uh, all the info and a link on there. You can head over to OlafEvents.com. Uh, when you register, make sure you put in the discount code Lightning Sucks. Uh, right now, it's 150 bucks per person. That's uh, one word, by the way. That's not a, no, no space. One word. Lightning sucks. Yes. Uh, and it's 150 bucks. It'll be 149 if you're a Truck Show Podcast listener. The reason this is important is it's going up to 200 closer to the event, and this will stay at the 149 uh, per person. Kids are free. Again, but also get a don't I get a membership to the MD, MDCHA or whatever the hell it's called? Yes. What is, what is with, it? With, with every registration, you get a membership to the Mojave Desert Heritage and Cultural Association. Okay. And you also get to uh, I feel like have we should write with that. Us. You we should write that on a whiteboard a, or something, right? I mean, a so raffle. I, I need to look up and read that acronym because it's like thirty characters long. If you want to know more about it, MDHCA.org. And you can uh, see my picture under the board of directors. Oh, there. look at you. Very nice, yes. So, uh, did you groom your uh, your beard before that I, shot? I did not. Oh. No, I, I look like I came straight out of the desert. <laughs> well, so did probably everyone else on that board of directors. No, they didn't come straight out of the desert. They came straight out of their reliable Nissan truck because they drove it out there uh, to recreate. Also, and they weren't the guy, they on, weren't the side the guy the on the side of the road? They weren't the guy on the side of the road, no. In the pay, in the no, in fact, uh, the guy in the Nissan Titan pulled over because it has such a good tow rating hooked up to that dead out of juice vehicle. And he towed him all, the, towed way him to all the way to Goffs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And by the way, Goffs has a car charger in it. So if you can make it there, you can charge. Okay. Right? So Another that's reason. Okay. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, Nissan Trucks is uh, where you want to go if you need a dependable, rugged, reliable, capable vehicle. NissanUSA.com. You can build in price or Ooh. you could head over to your local Nissan dealership. Can you just, just, I just hear that Endurance V8? It sounds good. It sounds really good. Well, you know what, Lightning? You know it sounds just as good as that uh, Endurance V8? Uh, nope. A uh, rear axle that isn't uh, squealing because it's overheated and the bearings are cooked. Oh, you're talking about uh, someone who has purchased a Banks Ram Air rear differential cover. That's right. A uh, Ram Air cover for your rear diff that actually works to keep your axle and oil cool running. The uh, Ram Air technology on the Banks Ram Air differential covers is patented. Head on over to BanksPower.com where you can put in your year make model and see uh, what parts they have for your application. And if you're a guy that uh, uses his truck... Truly uses it. Towing, hauling, these are the best damn diff covers you can get for your money, and they will actually extend the life of your rear axle and keep you from cooking your oil. Now, if you want to cook with oil, you need to come out and join us at Goff's because Holman's going to be getting busy on the skillet. Scottle. Scottle. Skillet, scottle, same thing. I'm making bacon. Is that a euphemism? Nope. I'm actually going to be making bacon because I'm going to make breakfast burritos for myself.
How about sausage? I'm a sausage guy. Bring your sausage. I, <laughs> <laughs> I always bring my sausage. <laughs> the Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. I wish I could tell you how I feel about a morning like this. Wake up, feel just like a tight pair of pants, ready to rip, and you say, Lordy, I hope everybody in the world feels as good as I do this morning. And uh, I honestly feel that way about sausage. It's fine, it's good for you, and it tastes good. Why don't you get some sausage and uh, get yourself a large chunk of that good morning feeling?